What's up, you absurd junkies? Welcome back to another episode of Absurd Curiosity Podcast. For those who are, uh, know our show and are coming back, thank you so much for watching. And for those who are new to the community, welcome. We mostly talk about science, gaming, medicine, technology. But, but the most important thing is that we have a good time and laugh while doing it. And if you are just enjoying the heck out of your time with us at Absurd Curiosity and want to be a part of our community, we would love to invite you to our Discord server where you can meet tons of other absurd junkies just like you who just have a just a passion to meet people, have interesting conversations. You can find me, Steven, Cole, and even Nuclear Geek over here in that uh, channel. So we would love to see you there. <laughs> okay. Hi, I'm your host among hosts, Cole Adam Davis. Uh, I'm joined by the beautiful Steven Pelota. How's it going, everyone? Actually, it's Pilata. I messed that up. I would like to add. There you go. All right. I, I, I messed that up. <laughs> I wasn't going to go there. But, you know. <laughs> and then um, got the beautiful Scotty Smith. What is up? And then uh, we've got, you know, the nuclear shaman himself, the stonk master, and the master of like 30 other things, Sean Pickett. Hi. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Sean. Thanks for inviting me. This is cool. You know, and I, I, I love your guys' Discord, and I love I love Discord in general. I just started using Discord recently, and it's uh, it's been really awesome. I use it for trading a lot. I'm in a bunch of different trading rooms. I'm in a bunch of 3D printing rooms, and uh, and then, you know, your guys is I think that's that's really separate from Twitter. That's like the only social media I you know play around. I, wouldn't even, I don't know if I call it social media. But. Was I the one that got you into? You invited me to a Discord room before I had Discord. And okay. then I, I, I started uh, using Discord because of trading. And then mm -hmm. I saw I had a link in there and I didn't even know what it was. And I clicked it and I was like, oh yeah, those are all the Twitter guys. <laughs> <laughs> so Sean, me and you have been in a uh, competition recently and it's a health competition. And might I add, I had not been this active in a while. <laughs> yeah. Like in a while, I'm not sure if you've been this active, but I haven't. You know, I I hit it sometimes whenever I get. I've gotten into a couple of competitions with friends, and and it's that's the same thing. I just you know you you had to get got to get your numbers every day. Usually oh, yeah. though, it's warmer out, and I do a lot of hiking, so like I'm usually hitting my numbers no problem. Mm -hmm. I go out. Mm -hmm. I've got like hundreds of acres of nature preserve. It's wow. wrapped around. I'm in like a south, uh, you know, corner of uh, Cincinnati, basically, where I can see Indiana and and Kentucky. I'm in Ohio, and and uh, and in all these suburbs in this area in western Cincinnati, there's a lot of woods. Like actually, Cincinnati is one of the most wooded cities in in, in uh, the country. Really, and. Huh. There's a lot of woods. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's really thick wooded. You would it'd be really surprised. You can just get lost right between the, the houses and not even realize it. So I can hike into my woods and hike around for like miles and miles and miles and, and not encounter anyone. It's pretty neat. Yeah, and there's trails all through it. And there's old logging trails that are that have been there for years for my, for like to get to do like sand mining and to move, you know, from to, to it's four, three, about a hundred acres out there. Way more than that. There's there's a there's a 40 acre nature preserve and then there's hundreds of acres it's like state land that it, it runs pipelines and things in between mm -hmm. the houses that no one can use it's like in the middle of valleys the houses are built upon the ridges like mine is and really? then down below it's all unusable land like some people own maybe own pieces of it there's a lot of um uh easements you know and stuff for the states to go in so there's a lot of state lines that run through there but i, I throw my backpack on i go out there and i throw my tent Dude, up that sounds yeah. so great because like in louisiana we don't have any of that and it's just flat like you you can <laughs> you look out and you're like oh that's flat well, yeah yeah louisiana. yeah you you lived in louisiana you know about this i was born there i was, I was born in monroe so. yeah oh no way mm-hmm 
Yeah, we live like about, well, my family lives like 30 minutes from Monroe right now. Uh, they live out in Ruston, but we're originally yeah. from New Orleans and like Baton yeah. Rouge area. There is a, is a, was a, what is it? A, a Jiffy Lube or something like that? A, a car lube place in Ruston? My, my stepdad was a manager there whenever we were oh, No way. <laughs> really? That's and I spent every summer there because they, you know, child labor and stuff. And so I <laughs> worked every summer until I, until finally my, my uncle that sold fireworks in downtown Monroe uh, stole me for the summers. And then it was summers and Christmas. For more child labor? <laughs> downtown Monroe. And it was like hardcore downtown Monroe. Like there was several incidences, incidents of, uh, of, of, of armed chases that ran through this and they one one time they the guy flipped his nine millimeter underneath a car that was right there and they kept running and the dogs oh. tackled him and they, <laughs> oh, that, if that doesn't sound like monroe that that's that nails it that nails it man <laughs> that nails it <laughs> it sounds like baton rouge too yeah right. there's a lot of crime here there's a lot of things in louisiana that aren't normal so. i'm a crawfish so i am i my crawfish is my favorite food i, I am oh. a crawfish fanatic and and so, so every good. year i order live crawfish from new orleans and they ship it to me and no I do a way I, do any of, do any of your like neighbors think you're insane or so Whatever. I'm always doing all kinds of weird stuff, but the cool thing is no one, none of my neighbors can see me. So no one sees what I do. <laughs> okay. The only neighbor that can see my house is like this big, they, they, it was actually, we call it the White House or whatever, but it was built after Augusta National. I live on an abandoned golf course and, uh, huh. and the, the golf course, that's what, that's part of that, you know, hundreds of acres is this golf course that they just left standing. No one comes back here, you know? So I've got like a pond right outside my house. And then oh, the, the, nice. the White House, it was built after Augusta National because the guy that built the golf course like loved Augusta National. So mm -hmm. he built this giant clubhouse. And then it was like, I don't really want it to be the clubhouse. This is just my residence now and took it. That's and awesome. then he built Sweet. this house in secret because there was like an HOA and all that stuff. And he built it in secret. And then after it was built, he was like, what are you going to do about it? <laughs> <laughs> and so my house was built in secret for his daughter. And so it's like overbuilt into the side of this hill. And you can't see it. Like You have to drive down this long private drive. And then you only see his house and then like his driveway. And then my driveway shoots off the side of his and then goes oh wraps God. around his house. And my house is like on the hill behind it. It's pretty neat. I, I realize now why he had your house set up the way it was. It was so he could keep an eye on his daughter the whole time. Yeah. That yeah. was probably why. <laughs> and like there's a walkway from my house up to his house and stuff like that. It's kind of weird. And in fact, his house was just sold um, to someone uh, for like 800 grand or something. And and we're um and they're there are they already came and approached us and said hey we're thinking we want to buy your house too because they want to buy it for their kids okay like, hey, oh my god <laughs> repeat of the original yeah are, are you yeah. like are you That's uh crazy. are you willing to sell it yeah maybe i you know i'd like to buy and sell property so um i have rental house as well and i you know wherever i move i usually buy a house and hang on to it and then i either turn it to rental or, or i sell it um Mm -hmm. and so like you flip houses i i hold for like the, the three years that you have to for tax or two years or whatever mm -hmm. it is for tax purposes mm -hmm. so you don't get taxed on it as income and oh, then I, i'll sell it as residence I, yeah i've done i have like four houses like four houses i think i've done oh wow shit well can you really uh can you get rid of the i don't know the the just being able to put a backpack on and just going out to hike can I get rid of it? Well, I mean, like, okay. oh, I feel like we only yeah, just like say to, say to move. Oh, yeah, I guess someone else. Yeah, someone, there's, dude, there's. I find cool places everywhere. There are cool places. Yeah. You know, I had a house in Sarasota, Florida. It was awesome. You, you get oh, to nice. the beach, right down for the Riffin Beach. Very uh, nice. It was amazing working in Sarasota. Did, did you go to Clearwater? I was close to Clearwater. 
That was yeah, like, what's there? So like 45, 30 minutes south or something, Clearwater? Okay, gosh. Yeah, I went to college in, uh, in Lakeland and I would go to, to Clearwater all the time yeah. in Sarasota. Nice area. Oh, it's beautiful. Jeez. The sand is gorgeous. It's just, it's amazing. Yeah. And the animals and stuff. And, and, and you know, I'm a nature person, so like, it's great for there because you go out and you're, there's just animals everywhere. There's and there's rare animals and stuff. There's nature preserves with like rare scrub jays. It's like oh. a rare form of a blue jay. <laughs> you're you're in Florida, animals. so there's a lot of rare animals in general. But yeah, you know, oh, most of the people, <laughs> they're the, mostly the people, right? Yeah, the people are crazy. I stay away. From, I like to stay away from people. I don't. I, don't, I like people to a point. And then yeah. I don't like people. <laughs> so, yeah. I actually saw I saw I saw on the news the other day where this guy got a utility pole that fell down, picked it up by himself, which is a huge utility pole, <laughs> set it on top of his Camry and strapped it down and was gonna go recycle it. I saw that, yeah. I saw Dude, that. What? Do you, I think it was an old story. I saw I saw that picture. I think I've seen that before though. But yeah, that's that's Florida for you. Dude, that like you know the crackhead powers that man had to have to pick <laughs> up a utility pole and set it on his cam his camry was squatting just want to state that that's how heavy it was, it was florida it was, man florida man we, we've talked about florida men before yeah uh do you jeremy know jeremy judkins <laughs> both of us at the same time <laughs> so, do you know jeremy judkins yeah yeah jeremy yeah that's what we talk all the time we, yeah we Jeremy was one of my—he was one of the early Twitter friends that we made a connection with, and we talk all the time. We talk trading a lot. He's—he's he's hysterical. Did you see his video the other day where he was like, uh, he was imitating everybody, like all the YouTubers at the end of the videos. He's like, you should subscribe to my Patreon. This, this, this. He goes, I've. He goes, you should also subscribe to my OnlyFans. Like, I, I shoved this Dr. Pa uh, Dr. Pepper can up my ass, the aerosol can. That stand back there. Never use it for my camera. Right up my ass. <laughs> it's just like. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't catch that part of it. Oh, you God. see his, uh, his mini uh, Apple, uh, the iPhone, middle mini iPhone. That opening. was pretty clever. That was very <laughs> clever. Here's my unboxing, and then do you know, like done. You know, that was pretty. Like it was like a play on the the word mini unboxing. Mini, yeah. Was, yeah. It was, it was pretty clever. clever. And then he also had the other review where he was doing the iPhone 11 Pro versus the 12 Mini. Do you guys see that? Where he's talking about dick size. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to repeat anything he says, but I'm going to let yeah. you guys watch it. But he goes into detail, and I, I just I, I like, I, I don't know. He's so out of out of pocket every time I see something from him. I'm like, Jeremy, you outdid yourself. Whenever I think he hits that peak he just level goes of comedy, he just mile. goes the extra mile. Did you see what he was hanging up on his uh, clothesline? Oh no. no. Oh, we're not no. gonna we're not gonna talk about that, but Oh uh, no, we uh, can. Yeah, we put can put a link in the description for that one. Oh my god. No, I, I, I really love people that, that push the envelope and change things. Like I am a comedy fan and so like Bill Hicks and you know Mitch Hedberg and those kind of people that have just mm -hmm. pushed the envelope. They're not always, you know, PC or something and, and and all that, but it's it's just amazing. You know, you can know it's done out of fun. You know? Yeah. Uh, it shakes things up and I appreciate it. Yeah, this is, this is the second podcast, by the way, where Jeremy has gotten a shout out from us. We need to get him on. We need to get him on. Yeah, yeah. we we we, 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 we definitely on. need to. We tried reaching out, but there's some issues uh, regarding getting him on. So, but we're gonna try and work on those because that man, he, he's uh he's pretty awesome. So, so you want me to show you the Pac-Man logic board thing I brought up? Real quick? Oh, yes. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Go so, ahead. Oh my yeah. God. Yeah. So I know right before the podcast, we're talking. Should we show the show you my Pac-Man? Yeah. 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 So. Uh, yeah, go ahead, go. Do you want to tell a story really quickly? 
So I was, you know, I was working in, Lu in Lubbock, Texas, West Texas, in the middle of nowhere. Anybody been to Lubbock, Texas? <laughs> I bet you uh, haven't. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> Unless you had a real specific reason to be there, you know exactly what. Yeah. It is five hours from everything in the middle. Of and so I, I was. It was like the time of Craigslist and storage wars and all that stuff is hot, and people were buying storage units. And besides, he was always like every day you'd go through Craigslist and see what was on there. You know, just the newest stuff that was on for sale. Always finding good stuff, boats and whatever. I bought a, a Harley Davidson one day for the heck of it. Sold it a few months later for like a thousand more dollars. I paid for it. Nothing. Good to God, it. dude. It's great. I did that kind of stuff all the time. Bought boats, trailers. I bought a trailer. I was going to move. And I, and I was like, you know, instead of renting this U-Haul, I bought a trailer on Craigslist. I, you, I moved. I helped two other friends move. Held it for eight months and then sold it for $800 more than I bought it for. I was like, are you, what? Oh man! I need to start I, doing stuff like that, but I need, I need money first. Stuff like that. Yeah, I'm kind of so, poor too. Yeah, you know, I don't know. It's just something I've always kind of done is flip stuff up. I, and yeah. I grew up poor, by the way, like dirt poor from trailer parks. Mm -hmm. I got kicked out of my parents' house when I was 16. I've lived on my own wow. since I was 16. Wow. Uh, I, I damn near went to prison for life. I don't know if you guys saw my Twitter post about that. It kind of no. Stuff. I well, all right, we'll have to no. save that. We'll have to save that for later. Yeah, let's save yeah, that too. Yeah. But anyway, and we were looking on Craigslist and, and there was a, uh, you know, a posting that guy had to get rid of it, you know, must sell Pac-Man, you know, I'm like, are you kidding me? It's $75. Are you kidding me? And so I, you know, told my boss, he's like, are you, why are you even asking me? Why aren't you on the way to go get that thing? And so I hopped in my truck and drove over there and he was like, okay, which side of it you want to scratch up? And I was like, no, dude, <laughs> we are picking this thing up and putting it in the back of my truck. And I was like, I gave him an extra 25 bucks, you know, like, help me like lift from your knees. Yeah. <laughs> God. <laughs> Put it back in. Unfortunately, the thing had some water damage, and, and like I was telling you guys, I got I got some some grief over this. when I posted on Reddit and uh, and Twitter in the past because I I have converted it to a main, and I'll I'll get to what that is. But yeah. it uh, the original logic board was good, and 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 normally when you find one of these, it, it has pack Miss Pac Man as a logic board. The logic board I was uh, bringing out here to show you guys. This is the logic board, dude. Compare that to a logic board now. Like, it's so yeah. spaced out, man. Wow. It's crazy. All the memory, you know, that you see. And you can actually see, oh I don't God. know if you guys can see it, but it says Pac Man right there yeah. at uh, Midway Manufacturing Company, That's 1980. No way. Yeah, Midway Manufacturing. That's original. And this is good. I can, you know, this actually goes for on eBay for a good chunk of change. I've, I've actually, I want to create a shadow box with this and the that original. That would be sweet. Yeah. No, that would that be, be really cool. awesome. How, how many games of RAM on there? <laughs> And so you can actually adjust the logic settings to adjust the gameplay on this thing. So you move, you do uh, either some of them you move a, a, a little card over, some of them you flip a dip switch. And I probably answered that wrong. But there's some oh things you can God. do to change gameplay. And, it's, and in fact, when you open the back of the unit, there's instructions. You know, for harder gameplay, do this. For a much harder gameplay, do no this. Way. So if you want people to, to throw more money in the thing and it'd be more difficult and challenging, you can change How, the I've never heard of this before. I've it, I almost didn't... all video games have that in the back, in the, in the, the, the old school. Well, like at old school, like arcades, that's how they would get their money. The thing had um, it had quarters in it. You know, it, it was in an arcade. The, red, the last seventy-five dollars worth of quarters yeah. in there. <laughs> you know, that would be that would be pretty mean at Chuck E. Cheese. And uh, and then I had to break the lock and stuff to get in it. But it um it had uh it has the original registration. The last time it was registered was nineteen eighty-five. And wow. then it went to the storage unit in 1985 and it sat in there in that storage unit since 1985. But so I, I consulted with some video game guys. There was a local guy that was a professional and he was like, dude, yeah, we can fix it. But you're going to have to replace all of the, the power components at the bottom. You're going to have to mm. the logic board is about the only good thing. You have to replace the monitor, which is very expensive. And then you have to do it all the time because these things go out. You're going to have to buy used and then you're going to have to yeah. And then you're only going to be able to pay back. It's cool, you know. 
and and some people criticize me for doing it, but yeah. I made the decision of converting it to a main. I always wanted a main. It, so it is what's a main? A main? Yeah. Main? Main is multi arcade machine emulator. Okay. It is uh, software that runs on a PC. Uh, yeah. Typically, in the past, it was a PC, and uh -huh. it, and it would uh, you know run all the 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 um the loaders to run ROMs, and so I um. I got into a community of um, video game, you know, ROM shares or whatever. Mm -hmm. I have all these games backed up. Uh, all of these games were physical copies that I had one time in my life. There's right, 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 right. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. No, of course. course. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Every single Super Nintendo, Nintendo, Sega Genesis, Neo Geo, and every single uh. arcade game ever made. <laughs> Jesus. And in all languages uh, across the how, how often do you go, hmm, this game's interesting, but you know what would be great? Playing it in Portuguese. Yeah, <laughs> and then it has a, and it's went through various PCs, you know, and, and operating systems. Today, though, it runs on Raspberry Pi. Yeah, really? yeah, I know somebody who has. A, they have one of those setups, same thing like that, with all the the, the backed up actual versions of the all the games, um, of course. And uh, but yeah, they're, they're running it all on a, on a Raspberry Pi. Pretty much the whole thing is you know this big as far as they have a little you know plastic easy small amazing yeah and it has a sound system there's a sub in the bottom there's speakers up top i have my kids play all these arcade games you know all these retro yeah. games. it's we, good to just keep them start them young and like actually say like this is where games came from rather than starting them in 20 2021 yeah. legend of zelda yeah. on the wii a lot yeah. of zelda uh we play a lot oh, of super yeah. Nintendo on it and we play yeah. a zombies ain't my neighbors i think is probably our most played game on the on the thing zombies ain't my neighbors. two games that are probably the best games that most people have never played on on a super Nintendo, and that is zombies ain't my neighbors and super ghouls and ghosts i've never heard super, of i played that one i've never uh, played okay, so super ghouls and ghosts is I'm, I'm pretty sure fact it's a fact that super ghouls and ghosts is the hardest super nintendo game made really no i'm gonna have to try that out I'm pretty oh, sure it, it is the most difficult Super Nintendo game. So you're like, telling me it's like the Dark Souls and Nintendo? It's, it's impossible. It's literally like impossible to beat because after you beat it the first Jeez. time, you have to do it again like three more times or something like that. Really? So and you can't even oh. beat it. It's for, you to put you right back at the beginning. You have to do it again. <laughs> oh, oh, dude, my. I don't think. Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah, so, so my kids love it. What would what would the arc? I'm sorry, the Pac-Man machine go for if it was like in the original state? all things functioning like yeah, all yeah, things yeah. like if you were to fix it back to the old like, like using the old tv thousands you know definitely thousands um i wouldn't sell it I, i've had offers of up to five grand on it I, and i won't sell it yeah mm -hmm. i mean i, I, I don't mean, blame it, me honestly speaking of things that are you know and you can't exactly put a price on were you able to uh, either order or secure one of the uh, tesla kilo bottles i got two <laughs> do you, do you have pop it you open? Or, or did they not no, come I, I ordered them. Yeah, okay. They come in. Okay. Yeah, they haven't been shipped yet. Uh, I'm friends with Javier on, on Twitter, and he was showing his off. That's the guy that designed it. Uh, the, uh, the bottle. Oh, I need. I need. But, uh, I need to look at Javier. That's cool. Yeah, he's got some. He's, he is. It's pretty neat. And so he also designed like some of the, I guess, the Cybertruck parts, and he designed the, the modem for the Starlink and all that. That's why it looks. Oh, like that modem is. Yeah, I think you mentioned cool. that. That's why it looks like it's a cyber we, in, uh, So with, with the Tesla Kilo bottles, with just with the with the alcohol, for some reason they were able to ship it in certain parts of New York, but yeah, not. it's weird. It was goofy. Yeah, like I, I know people in Long Island oh, that were wow. able to get it in the city and the Hudson Valley, but I'm in Albany yeah. and we just weren't able to get it. Yeah. Got it. I, I mean, it saved, it saved me a couple hundred dollars. So you know. I saw someone post it, and I went and bought one, and then I thought about it for about two seconds, and I was like, dude, that is going to be worth some money for one thing and i don't want to yeah. sell it so i'm going to go buy a second one <laughs> I can sell that one if i wanted to or needed to or whatever yeah. and I don't, you see they're actually going to be uh selling the empty bottles the empty bottles. And, i saw it yeah. to in, in, in yeah. shot glass 
Yeah, that. the shot glasses. Yeah, yeah. It, it is cool. I, I'm glad for it. But are you going to be popping it up for uh, SMP inclusion? No, no, no. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm excited about SMP. I, you know, I don't know if you guys seen any tweet about the financial stuff, but I think that you know, like Tesla's going to probably trade, you know, fairly flat. I mean, there's going to be some jumps, but there's like, the, like this afternoon you saw it, and and I don't know if you guys saw my my post about um, comparing it against Etsy for SP inclusion. So mm. and, and I did see that. that got um that got included, and uh, and so you and I so I pulled pulled up a stock chart and compared it against. The data was announced that it was included, and, and it was playing very similar to Tesla. It had a hot run after hours. Next day, it closed red, and then, but it has hot runs, and then it closed hot runs. And, and basically, mm-hmm. what's happening is market movers are manipulating the stock, you know, but so it doesn't get to a a, a certain rate before December twenty first. If it, you know, runs up way too high, then they're going to buy at that higher rate. So I, I think that. Mostly what they do, you know, is buy through dark pool prints. It's basically not listed on the stock exchanges. It's on private exchanges and they, they're moving millions of shares, you know, in mm. the background. It's not affecting the stock price as much. And then, you know, you're know, so going to try to keep that stock price, in my opinion, anything happens, because especially with Tesla. Tesla's a crazy animal. In here. It's, it's a wild card. Yeah. <laughs> my opinion what's going to happen is going to be you know turning fairly fairly flat i don't think it'll break um you know too much over 500 i think it's going to trade around 500 dollars, probably between 500 few weeks and, or five, so. to, and 500 550 until december 21st and then after december 21st you're going to see maybe even a couple more days after the 21st uh, of some some red it's around christmas right so it's mm-hmm. like there's less trade christmas mm-hmm. so that's yeah. that's it's maybe why they actually timed it out a little farther than they normally do mm. between announcement and inclusion date. So, uh, so there's going to be less, a little less action, I think. And everybody's expecting hot action, right? So, I think mm-hmm. that I mean, really like it's clear expectations. The market likes to to break those expectations, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I think it's going to trade fairly flat until December twenty first, and then maybe a few more days of flat red. Maybe, maybe it skyrockets. But once we get past twenty first, <laughs> there are no more uh, no more rules. Oh, yeah, there's yeah. no more roadblock. Everyone has to start including this. And you're going to see some selling in other stocks because they're going to have to make room in their portfolios. Mm-hmm. And that's what they're doing now. They're mm-hmm. going to see some selling, some buying, some selling, some buying. Until the 21st, then it's boom. You know, After the 21st, who knows? But I don't think between the 21st and January 15th, it, it's probably going to trade above 600 because 600 calls – you know, they don't want them to land in the money after the 15th. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so I, I could see, you know, maybe run up to and over 600 before the 15th, but then a drawback down by the 15th of, uh, of less than 600. Obviously, for a lot of people that are watching the podcast, they're like our age, and we don't really understand, uh, you know, stocks oh, yeah. the, the way that you do. Uh, can I just like get you started yeah. on like what, for people like me and Scotty, right? We probably only have like 600 seven hundred dollars to you know start trading how do, what what do you suggest to get started like what what papers do you plan on like tell us to read like where do you, where how should like follow Square one. follow Spock. what is it Squawk yeah. box on twitter <laughs> that kind of who is it uh, what's isn't his name uh, Squawk box is is that his name Squ- oh, Squawk square he trades Tesla. yeah he trades Tesla. so here here's the thing i i got started in this investing not trading <laughs> and and i was um it, it, it was i have an mba by the way i, I went to business school and, mm-hmm. and got a business, business degree and and i've managed you know businesses and, and all these things and so i had some some you know some knowledge of what happens i had this teacher in my business program that was just um, amazing and he's a he's a former cfo of philip morris and he so in sarasota when i went to business school we we had it was like an it was like a 
University of, of Webster, but it was it was uh, an adjunct program. So we had all these professors that were like basically retired professionals that taught the classes mm. and their former CEOs and CFOs. These amazing people. It's incredible. And this guy was a former CFO of Philip Morris. And so when he would show us investments and how like all these different tr- strategies, he would show it like his investments, you know, and, and how to do cool. it. Oh, it's just cool. Oh, wow. And we had a stock picking program and it was around, you know, when Obama was uh, doing a lot with healthcare, and, and I was working in healthcare, And so I was just aware. So we had a stock pick program that was like part of our grade. And, and I, in that program, you know, it was my first taste. I, I kind of knew what stocks were, but I, but I, I made some wise choices and everybody in the program, we basically started with 10 grand and, and, uh, everyone fictional class, money or, or actual money. Uh, it's, it's actual paper money. trade. Fictional, and so okay. you know, at the, at the end of class, I had I had over doubled my money. I had, I had well over twenty thousand in the account, and everyone in the else in the class ended red in the whole thing. Besides, like, dude, you could package this as a portfolio. Like, this was amazing. Like, I cannot believe you had this performance in this thing. And so, so for my trading experience, I started invest investing whenever I, I got out of the class and everything. And and really, I got my first Tesla, and then I, you know, I, I first started trying to actually marijuana stocks and these kind of things, and made some good money. Enough money. I've, I've, I, 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 last year, early early in the year, like in okay. January. Oh, oh. And, then, and then and then it's all the pot market you know, like fell out and stuff. Yeah. And so yeah. I, I, and uh, but I made, I made good money, and I and I used it for down payment for a house and all this, and then and then I got my Tesla, and um and I had no idea about Tesla when I got a Tesla, you know, when I first got my first Tesla, and and it was mm-hmm. um I just wanted a nice car. I I I told you guys right, I came from a trailer park like poor and all this stuff, and I had always driven old vehicles and used vehicles, and and like for the first time in my life, like I could have I could afford a nice a nice car for a long time. I just haven't done it, and so finally right. I'm like driving all the time. I was driving to Chicago all the time. No, but what did you have? Or- Nissan Titan, a 2007 Nissan Titan. That's I thought a, I just a fair vehicle. I mean, that's that's not a bad. Yeah, it's not a bad you, and I and I bought it for like 15 grand. Kept it for wow. all these years, you know, and it's wonderful. And I sold it still, you know, for it. It was beat up, like like four grand, you know. Still got a chunk of change out. Of it. And so I um I was driving that thing to Chicago all the time. My company pays for it. They pay for my gas, which mm-hmm. is you know, man, that's a big chunk of. Uh, a check that's coming every month. Well, I can put that toward a Tesla payment instead. Then, then I was trapped coronavirus. They were paying my car payment every year. So I, I was, I did the math, and I was like, I'm going to buy a nice car, you know. And I was looking at BMW and Audi and, and all these things. And a friend of mine at the hospital, he was like, No, dude, you got to go check it. Te- you got to check out Tesla. Mm. You know, that, that's was, he, was he a Tesla owner? Yeah, he wasn't a fan. He was just a guy that worked at the hospital. And he, hey, dude, we have no idea what. All this Tesla community and stuff. And it, it was like, and so I got my Tesla, and um, and it was amazing. It was like life changing. You did this just, was the X, was, right? Oh, this was my Model Three. Oh, this and, is uh, oh, it's okay. Before it was my first Tesla was my Model Three, and so it was amazing. My company was paying my bill. It was incredible. I loved it. After that, I was like, "Man, it's a great company. It's really cool." And I was like on Twitter, I was looking at it, and, and I and I and I, I started my trading strategy with searching cash tags on Twitter. Cash tag mm. is, a, is a hashtag, but you use a dollar sign and the yeah. stock ticker. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I, yeah. And, and stock picking when you're picking what you want to trade, there's a lot of ways to come to the conclusion of what you want to trade or or invest in. Right? It can mm-hmm. be sentimental reasons. It can be uh, fundamental analysis or trading analysis, like a technical analysis that you do with the stock, like trade the price, price action. I do a lot of that now. I do a lot of price action trading. Back then, I had no idea what any of that stuff is. I didn't do any of that. Uh, but I w- did find through Twitter was that trending cash tags led to um, market sentiment. It's it's an it's equivalent, right? 
more people are talking yeah. about something on social media, the more people are, are trading it as well, you know, so it, it's, it's equal. And so I could, I could find more people talking about something, more people are populating the latest column, like the, the latest, I have to scroll three or two or three pages to get something that's older than five minutes, you know, that's really hot. Wow. If I, if it's on the first page, it's two days old, not very many people are talking about it. So that's like a clear indicator right there. But then you start looking at, at the quality of what people are tweeting about, right? What mm -hmm. are they saying about these things? And so, you know, in the beginning I was using that and I, I traded really well with Enphase and, and uh, some electric uh, vehicle companies, Tesla, of course. And, and I made, you know, my first big thing, like I was, uh, I had thrown, I started with seven grand. And so I, you know, that was, that was my, I, I had one that from the pot stocks and I used it on down payment on a house. And then I kind of took it back out of my bank account. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna put this back in the market. And I, and I, and I bought some stocks. I, I bought like $2,000 of Tesla shares, you know, mm -hmm. that, that's all I could afford 11 shares. I still have them. They're like 60 shares now or whatever. I bought originally. So my, my, my original purchase price now is like $50 for Tesla. Mm -hmm. And oh, wait, wait, pre-split or post? Uh, post split. That's what the, okay. or whatever, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. whatever it converts, like 250 bucks or whatever. Yeah. Okay. And so, you know, I bought some Tesla and I bought some Tesla. I bought a bunch of Tesla call options as an investment. Right. And then, and it was like the meme stuff. It was the meme price. It was the Tesla 420 uh, <laughs> uh, or not for February 4th. I think it was the day that really like changed my life in trading. Mm -hmm. And I made some Tesla calls and, and bought a bunch. And it was the day that Tesla went up like, oh, that, that, for that first time, it was like jumped that mm -hmm. hundred bucks. And, and I made a hundred like ten thousand dollars in one wow. day, off of like a five thousand dollar bet or something. God Bro. damn. Okay, so what? Yeah, I want to stop you right here because one, that's amazing. That's insane that you did that. But uh, second, what is the difference between just buying a share and calling options for people that don't there's, understand? There's a good amount to this, but you could try. Yeah, absolutely. So common stock is what most people think about when it's an investment, right? One share one piece of that company, right? And it has a, a monetary value. And that monetary value is the market cap of the company divided by the outstanding shares available. That's mm -hmm. the stock price. So that's, and that's that market share, that market share, that market cap, that's, you know, the quote unquote value of that yeah. company. That's what, now, if you want, if you think that company is going to go up and in, in value, you can buy the, the stock, right? That's, that's okay. Um, and a lot, and the reasons options exist. The only reason, you know, back in the days really is for hedging. So you say you own, um, say you say in the beginning of the year, like January or something, you buy a million shares of Tesla. Like say you're a big hedge fund or something, yeah. you buy a million shares. And, and you don't want to sell that Tesla this year, no matter what. You're like, I don't care what happens. I'm, I'm going to keep those Tesla shares, but I need to protect them. So they're going to hedge against crazy market movements. So they might buy puts when they think... Um, whenever they think the top the the stock is going to go down and as those puts increase in premium they can progressively sell them into that movement and then whenever and then as it gets to the bottom they think it's going to go back up they're going to call they're going to sell they can either they can do a couple things they can buy call options uh on the market and watch it go up now if they there's other strategies as well like selling covered calls like how do these things even exist right these companies write these call options uh jeremy actually writes call options one of the things he likes to do so it's uh, i don't so what is call options? Can you explain that? So an option is the option. It's not mandatory, yeah. but it's the option to purchase or sell an, uh, an equity in the future, like a, like a stock. So a call option on, in the U.S. market, and this is different in European markets and elsewhere, but a call option in the, in the New York Stock Exchange in the U.S. market is the option to buy or sell 100 shares in the future. 
at a premium. So you basically buy it for premium and then it has a strike price and an exp expiration. Okay. Okay. So the expiration is the day that that option expires. And after it expires, it, it no longer exists. If the stock is in the money, which means it's below the stock, the strike price, yeah. then you exercise the option and that gives you 100 shares of that equity and you have to yeah. pay for it. So say, for example, let's take a stock that has a share price of $20, right? Yeah. And I want to, and I think it's going to go to $40 by January. Right now it's at $20 and I yeah. think it's going to go to $40 by January. That's my inclination for whatever reason. Maybe I got, you know, a fairy whispering in my ear. I got a squat space on Twitter saying, hey, this is going to happen. You know, <laughs> whatever is happening, I think it's going to go to $40. So I could buy naked call options. That's what they're called because you're, they're not backed by anything. You're just buying the cash on the, on the market, you mm -hmm. know, these, these call okay. options. And so you can buy, say I'm going to, I'm going to buy 10 call options and, and for $40, that's pretty drastic movement, especially if that stock has traded like $20 for the past yeah. three years. And yeah. It's never $40. That's crazy drastic. They might not even exist. Uh, they might be $30 that's available out there, but ultimately say I do buy them mm -hmm. and they're probably worth 10 cents because there's like, the that's not happening. Now 10 cents. It's ten cents per share to exercise it. So whatever the premium of the call option is, you always multiply by a hundred. So that ten cents is actually ten dollars. So you would have to pay ten dollars to purchase that call option. In all reality, that call option is probably a penny. Uh, but you, they won't trade them for that. They will trade them only in increments of ten cents below a certain value. So you end up going to pay ten dollars for it. Okay. And then it might revert back to a penny. You know, so you basically just lost nine dollars right out the gate. And uh, but you have a strong inclination that it's going to go up. And there's all these values that calculate the price. Like how, how does that that price change, right? So as the stock goes up, there's a likelihood that that's going to cash out in the money. The reason the thing even exists is because a hedge fund or some fund has shares and they, they don't think it's going to go up. And if they say, if it does go up, hell, I'm good selling for twice my money. That's fine. So I'm going to write a call option and I'm going to collect that premium and I'm going to put it in my pocket. That's my money now. Now, they have a limited gain on that because they collected the premium. That's all the money they'll ever make. But they have unlimited loss. Because if the stock continues to go up and they don't cover it, but they would cover it along the way. Uh, but if they don't cover it, they can suffer unlimited loss. Say that stock goes to $100. Mm -hmm. For every, once it starts getting in the money, for every $1 that stock price moves, that premium of your call option moves $100. Because it also moves a dollar, but it's times 100. <laughs> Which is also why Tesla Q is so aggressive. <laughs> Yeah, because they, they because they got skin in the game. They got a uh, they got an opposite. Yeah. That's a problem with exactly. the stock. There's no loser, right? You're you're buying it from someone. The, the most you go down is to zero, and you lose whatever it was that you bought in it. Yeah, the, the, now the call option can go to zero. Very, you can buy a call option today that's worth thousands. Like for example, I had a Tesla call option one time that was worth thirty five thousand dollars. One of them, I paid a couple hundred dollars for that call option, and I didn't sell it on a Monday because <laughs> I thought it was going to sixty or seventy thousand dollars. I ended up, it ended up going down to like less than five, hmm. but then it came back up to like 25 and I, and I cashed it out. About 25. Uh, so basically the, the big hedge fund is kind of like the bookie keeper and you're like kind of placing bets in a way. You're always playing against someone with call options. Okay. So that's kind of the problem. You're buying it from someone with an opposite bet. They think it's going to go down. If they're selling a call, they don't think it's going to go up. If they're selling a put, they don't think it's going to go down, you know. So there's 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 bull and bear plays sure. by selling, and there's also bull and bear plays by 
by buying. I, okay. I do more what's called momentum trading and I, and I buy and, 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 right. and then I sell the ones that I bought by naked options. I don't back them. I don't cover. Um, I, I, I play pure cash. I don't, uh, use margin and, um, never use margin. Trading accounts now. So I, I'll be honest with my numbers. I, okay. I've talked about this on Twitter. So I, you know, I started my training account like in, um, you know, last year with seven grand or whatever. And at the highest peak, I was over 250,000 for the year. And so it was, you know, for eight in eight months, I made 250 grand with seven thousand dollars. That's pretty impressive, I think. You know, I think that was pretty oh, good yeah. to a lot of other, you know, you expect twenty percent in the market, and so yeah, I, you know, we killed it. Twenty five. That's what, yeah. Calls, calls are the best, quickest way. It's just, it's risk and reward. So, so here's my celebrity. Yeah. It's casino. You know, you, you, like, I like to, go, I like to gamble. I like to go to the casino. Mm. I like to make bets. I like to play blackjack. I like to, you know, I like to do various forms of gambling. It's fine. It's fine. Mm -hmm. Um, and so it's, it's the casino at home and, but you can make so much more money, which is, uh, yeah, there was someone I was talking to, uh, he, he does Bitcoin and yeah. we were talking for a while and he said, you know, we're just pretty much talking about pandemic and investing in Bitcoin and all these different things about what's going on. And, uh, one of the things he told me, what was very, very interesting, you know, like, okay, why is the stock market doing what it's doing right now in the middle of a pandemic? You know, we're coming up on like a year of this. This makes zero sense. The, the market should be, you know, in the gutter. It should be horrible. The economy, you know, the actual true economy is not doing very well as far as businesses, restaurants, right? Um, something he said that was very interesting. He uses Coinbase for trading Bitcoin, yeah. and the, within like the week, the month that that whole what twelve hundred dollars stimulus check came out, he said there was a bunch of money that went into Coinbase exactly for twelve hundred dollars. Yep. So people that are staying at home, you know, you're working from home, you're staying at home, you could go on your phone once an hour and, you know, make a quick little trade and, you know, whatever it is, it is. And, but yeah. very interesting to see what, what that part of the, the stimulus did for the market in a world where everyone, not everyone, but a lot of people are working from home. Yeah. And Bitcoin's an interesting one. Man, I Bitcoin's an interesting one. <laughs> I had a friend that was mining Bitcoin when I worked in Texas and they were like a quarter a piece and he was trying to convince me to buy them. And I was like, oh no, I'll just take it off now. Hey, I don't want your imaginary internet money. <laughs> now I'm like, man, two grand. What would that be worth now? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, so I I wanted to get into. You don't want to talk about that, do you? Yeah. You know what? Here's what I, the way I I look at trade. There is always another trade. There really yeah, exactly. It's never. For example, yesterday, trade Tesla's movement, right? So, and I've been very cautious because I lost a good chunk. I mean, I lost. I, and I'll be frank about it. I lost about eighty thousand dollars in uh, in about a month whenever the market went down, because I am inexperienced and I'm still learning. I mean, I'm getting my feet I'm, and I was really aggressive and, and I lost a chunk. I'm still way up, you know, but like <laughs> I was about to buy, I was honestly about to buy like a $90,000 RV for the hell of it. I was like, I'm gonna, not for the hell of it, but like for investment, you'll have a blast. It's going to be fun. And then I like, Go on. It's crazy to wake up and, and the amount of money that you see is totally different than yeah. Now I, I trade much more conservatively and uh, much smaller, but I still mm -hmm. like with a you know with a with about a ten thousand dollar account I can make I can make a thousand dollars a day you know pretty easily. And for example, awesome. like yesterday whenever Tesla was moving, you know, all my indicators started lighting off. Tesla's going off and above five hundred, you know, getting in whatever or, or whatever it was, whatever it was yesterday, and I got a. Um, and I bought, you know, some call five hundred dollar call options for the end of the week. I held on to them for a couple hours. I made one hundred forty percent. Made like five grand, you know, like right away. You know, done. <laughs> Get out. Okay. Made more money over lunch break than you know. We'll all yeah, yeah. I saw that tweet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> 
I tweet to inspire because it is, I, I live my life poor, you know, like in the beginning. And then I got a good job, a good career. I built my life up. I thought I was going to be printing for the rest of my life. I had an injury uh, late one night. I severed two tendons in my hand when I was a printer and I went back to med school or not med school, but nuclear medicine school yeah. and had to be a nuclear medicine tech and all this. It inspired me to go back to school for medicine and do all this stuff that I do now. And, uh, and, and now, so I like, I like to use that story as like a more of, you know, this exists. Like, I didn't know this existed. Yeah. I wish yeah, more people right. were talking about it, you know? So, and yeah. I get kind of beat up sometimes. And like some people, like there was some guy today that was like, you know, like whenever, or yesterday I post about, you know, how I did well or what did something. And like, you know, you know, it's only this after text. Like, why would you say that? Like if someone yeah, told it, you about a yeah. job that you had, would you say, oh yeah, it's great. You got that job. You're going to pay 30% of that tax. Wait for that, that capital <laughs> tax, bro. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Yeah. So, does that? Sean, <laughs> oh, there's there's one trade sure. that um you should keep in my opinion you know not not a investment advice you know <laughs> big asterisk over here um, but keep keep my thought is keep an eye on Rolls Royce it's R Y C E Y okay. um I'm keeping a, a heavy 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 eye on it I got in at a dollar fifty two and out at two ninety eight or something it went up a hundred percent in a week and a half nice. and and it was like. Okay, I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> but I, I think keep keep a strong eye on that one. Yeah, you know, people ask me that all the time, like, how do you determine when to take the profit? It's like, is there enough profit? Then yeah. the take it. Are you gonna profit? That's right. And take it. And then you can roll it up. You can do it again. That's the cool thing. Is like you don't have to get burned out on a trade. And, and see, I know you've talk, talked about like, oh, burn on Neo because you know, isn't it such a good Dude, point? I don't want to talk about it. And I've done that to, I bought Neo originally at two dollars. Oh man. Yeah, dude. I, I was in there at like a dollar fifty-two. Um, I got my, my average price was probably like under four dollars and i had a, a little over a thousand and... i would be retired if i had all the neo that i bought in my life i know man it's so bad <laughs> game so you gotta you gotta think that you know there's yeah there's, but you also don't get emotional when you when you, when you yeah, that's the hardest part, if hardest you, part. Rules, like and you should set some rules for yourself and trade yeah. and if you're playing by your rules and you exited a trade because of your rules then you yeah. you did a good you can't trade. get emotional with it you just can't that's the hardest part but don't look away, right? Keep it on your eyes. Keep it on your charts. Keep alerts set. And when it gets, yeah. you know, it's a great stock. You know, it's a great company. It's just not trading well right now. So, you know, keep it on the back burner. And then, or just keep long term investments and just don't touch it. But if you're trading the options, the another hard one. <laughs> both that, you just you just have to, you know, you get ready to re-enter that trade when it makes sense. And, so, and then, uh, you brought up, you know, you injuring your hand and then you went into nuclear medicine. I want to actually talk to you about nuclear medicine because me and Scotty are actually in pre-med pre right now. Yeah. And uh, we just wanted to talk to you a little bit about, you know, what's nuclear, your background? Yeah. yeah what's like your background? You, you mentioned, you mentioned going to school. What, what exactly, how did that, how did that go for you? Absolutely. So I was, um, I was a printer. Like that was my job. I've always, well, like, what type of printer, like screen printing or? I'll tell, I'll tell you. So I, okay. started, <laughs> I started with, um, with folding and collating at a big company for his coast called and there was a big factory. I was I was in high school, and it was like a night job and whatever. And I and I I was I was super fast. I was super good at it for some reason. And I could like collate and like do this. Like there was like a, a manual motion you had to do. And most people like either couldn't get it or it took them a long time to learn. And so I I like moved up in the company and like did all this cool stuff. And then I, I upset somebody with some comment someday, and they you know they was like it was really religious in like the middle of like country Illinois, and they. And they <laughs> And, but it was okay because I, I needed to focus on school and do some other things. So then I, I got in a lot of trouble 
like I said, I had gotten in a, it was it's really crazy, but I was a juvenile and it was, it's all, you know, in my past, but I got in a lot of trouble and damn, I thought I was going to do life in prison, like for real. And, and we can I cover tried. that after this story. Yeah, it's crazy. Like I was tried as a juvenile. I got found guilty, but I was a juvenile. So it's, yeah. it's basically, you know, the wash, you know, I was time served yeah. and, and all that and put away. But they wouldn't let me leave the state. They put me under for like 90 days and, oh. uh, because I was a flight risk. I thought I was working for the mafia and it's just untrue. Oh, my God. So, wow. <laughs> okay. We got to go. No right. way. That's a story. Yeah. It's like anyway. king, kingpinning and organized crime. But, um, so I, uh, but anyway, we got past it and, and I got a clean record, good record. And I was like, you know, this is dumb. What am I doing in my life? And I was living on my own. I was living with a group of friends in like a trap house, basically. <laughs> okay, we got to fix this. And so I got, I was 18 and I, you know, I, because, because now I was on probation, I had to go get um, a uh, job and all that stuff. And so I found a, a, th- a third shift job at this printing factory and it was called, uh, and mm-hmm. so we did offset, offset uh, printing, which is these giant factory floors with these giant roll presses, right? These big old rolls of paper, huge. And they're running them through and they're printing them with multiple heads. And uh, I started it as a, as, a, as a third pressman. It's like the lowest man on the totem pole. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, they had me searching the first night for this chemical called AIR everywhere. <laughs> I couldn't find it. <laughs> they told me it was in the basement and they had no basement. And they told me was, it, it, was it even a real oh. chemical or was this like some fake thing they made up to just make you go do something? It was AIR, air. Oh, <laughs> oh man. That's just like we do in the, uh, the restaurant industry. They would be like, hey, uh, we used to get like new people whenever I worked at Cane's to uh, get a garbage bag and be like, hey, we got to get fresh air in the chicken. You need a garbage bag, grab all the cold air out of the fridge, put it out, grab warm air, put it back in. And we'd have them do that for hours. Just do it for hours. Oh. It's just stupid. Uh, that's so. That's so mean. That's the factory life. So, uh, so yeah, I worked in factory life, and I and I moved up in the company. I, I liked printing. I thought, you know, this is a great job. I came from nothing. I've got a good job. You know, this is cool. I mean, I came from a trailer park like in Louisiana, mm-hmm. where you know it's not, nothing. I lived, lived in West Monroe in there, and so if you know mm-hmm. where that's at. And um, <laughs> yeah, I do, I do. And so, and I was in the country in West Monroe. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I was great. I thought, man, this is wonderful. I love the job. It was so much fun. And and then one night. Uh, I, I, I got promoted. I was a second head pressman. And when my head pressman was gone, I was head pressman. And so I was running this giant press. Yeah. And, and it was huge. I mean, you could, it was, it was massive thing. It was a whole factory, you know, it's like this whole back of the factory. There's only five of them. Mm-hmm. It was massive. And three people ran the thing. And so I was, I was running it. And uh, our, you know, our night shift was like, you know, late at night. Lunch was like at four in the morning. So I got back from lunch and I, we had broken a, a folding blade on the press. And so I was changing. I had taken it all apart before lunch, went to lunch, came back, and I was putting it all back together. And I slipped a wrench and right on that folding blade, and I caught my first two fingers. Oh. And I up, a bloodstream stayed in the air. And it was just no squirting blood. Oh, and, I, I, and I couldn't move my fingers. They were stuck like this. I couldn't move them down. And I said, no Geez. way. I severed my tendons. As soon as I did, I was like, I cut the tendons. I know I did. Dude, you can move them yeah. down, though? I couldn't move them down. I couldn't no, move no, them no. down. Today, today you're totally fine? Totally fine. Uh, totally fine, yeah. And so and was, I got a crazy story about that, too. So I, I, <laughs> my, my boss freaked out. And he got all nervous and, like, he, like, covered it up and told me to go home. It was like, we don't want to file a complaint, all this stuff. And, like, no did all this way. shit stuff. Wow. So end up like the company ended up firing him and firing like so many people and all this stuff. And, you know, I never went out. I was like, I'm not blaming anybody. It was my own stupid fault. And yeah. God, dumb. 
I just felt bad. I was embarrassed about it, really. And uh, but how I, old were you at the time? I was 18. And so I had, to go to, I had to go to a hand surgeon, and they mm-hmm. um, the next day I went to the ER that night, and they they couldn't figure it out, and they opened it up, they couldn't figure it out, they didn't want to stitch it closed, they sent me home, and then I they ended up giving me painkillers and stuff, and I slept through the appointment for the next day for the hand surgeon. I showed up late, and then this hand surgeon, I there's so just so happened in uh, in Illinois where we lived, there was this uh, world class hand surgeon that doctor, mm-hmm. and he comes from a whole. Uh, family of hand surgeons like his dad was a hand surgeon and his grandpa was it sounds a like a movie yeah, that sounds yeah. Weird. before that a hand surgeon and before that a hand surgeon <laughs> not only that he had this whole spiel about how he can read the face of a coin with his fingers and stuff and he's like pull out a coin, pull out a coin. and i pull out a coin you know that day he always had you know i changed with it back in the day or whatever give him a coin and he literally read all the things on the coin with his finger without looking like at the it. dates the time yeah that kind of stuff. The print. No time. Can, yeah. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> what time is it? So check this out. He tells me this whole thing, and he's like, and he, because I was, wow. we were talking about how the people at the ER couldn't figure out if my, my tendons were severed. And so he's trying to decide whether we, we need to go to surgery or not, right? So he takes my hand after he tells my story, and he does this. Yep, they're severed. Both no way. Dude, okay. So, like, that coin thing stuck <laughs> with me. rubbed his hand across your hand. He rubbed his finger across my two fingers, and then he Are rubbed it. Like, they're absolutely severed. We have to go to surgery. Mm. And so they took me in, severed, and they stitched it back up, and then they give you this. Like, that, that was the first time I had ever been knocked out. Uh, in mm-hmm. And so, um, uh, for sedate, full sedation. <laughs> and I woke up, and I don't know if you ever had full sedation, but man, you get goofy. And oh, yeah. <laughs> And so I was, I was, you know, the only thing I could think about is like, I juggle and I love to juggle at the time. In fact, I, 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 I was, my first question was, was doc, am I going to ever be able to juggle again? <laughs> and he's like, what? <laughs> that's, the that's, that's your largest concern. <laughs> I was concerned about, can I ever juggle again? It like hit me when I came out of sedation. So anyway, oh, I severed my tendon. And then I was like, you know, this, this is shitty. This is a shitty job. Like I'm, you know, like after I, like all that happened, they fired everyone. I'm like, this is no Did, job. Were you covered mm-hmm. under health insurance for that? Yeah, I, I didn't pay for anything. It was all covered. Okay. Oh, and dude, I that's nice. Like, I probably could have got a pay. I'm like, I'm not that kind of guy. I'm just like, yeah, you know, it's all together. For that, yeah, that probably wasn't yeah, cheap to get this. I didn't, I didn't have to come out of pocket to fix it. And it was fine. I, I had to go to therapy and all this stuff. It was like a long road to recovery. Yeah, yeah. And that's one of the reasons I'm pretty ambidextrous because I can write with my left hand for a year after I was recovered. Oof, so. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so then I was like, you know, I, I got to do something, man. And and so I had this older guy that I went to school with who, like, it's like one of, the, one of the guys I'd known in high school that, like, made a career, like an actual career. And so another friend of mine, uh, was, he was a year older than me. He's like my best friend. He's still my best friend. And we've been best friends since we were 14 years old. And he works for me now, in fact. And so uh, we decided to uh, to go to school, and, and he had he had advised us. You know, I went to school for nuke med, man. I went to school. I did one semester for nuclear medicine. I did a, a you know basically eight months of clinicals, and then I'm working. You know, so a year of school, and I'm working. And he was making like you know like sixty bucks an hour or something like that down in Texas, or thirty something. Sure. I think it was like thirty some bucks an hour or something like that. We were like, oh crap, that's great. And then um. And then some people make you know like hundred grand a year and all this crap. I'm like, oh, it's amazing. Let's go. This do was that. this was uh, when, when, when was this? Because I think perspective and money. Uh, 2000, like... In 2007, I think or six, we probably started to try to go and okay. started um, uh, like some of the prerequisites that you had to take to mm-hmm. to qualify. Okay. And he got in, and then I didn't get in, and um, I got accepted as like an alternate, and I didn't get in, and so he went to school. 
and uh, I got kind of, I got, you know, it's basically, you know, I didn't get in and I was trying yeah. to think about what program should I do and what should I do? And that was when, I don't know if you saw some of my tweets, I worked in an adult novelty store for like a year uh, <laughs> and I was going, so I was taking classes and yeah, I, I, you know, and, and I, I moved in with a friend of mine and me, me and him were, were having a good old time and, and <laughs> at you, uh, Eastern Illinois University. So we were living basically <laughs> almost on campus, but we weren't going to school there and causing all kinds of trouble and all this stuff. And, uh, and it was great. <laughs> A lot of canoe trips, a lot of river trips, a lot of hiking, a lot of fun stuff. And, and so, <laughs> oh, that sounds like a great time. Stuff. And yeah. and then I was like, you know, uh, I had this. I worked at this uh, sandwich shop that we sold grinders. It was like a mom and pop. Uh, it was called Boxa. They're not. A, they don't exist anymore. Mm. Man, their sandwich is freaking amazing. This lady had this bread recipe that was like unreal sweet bread. It was mm-hmm. unreal. And so they delivered sandwiches. I delivered sandwiches to this place. But in the same building, this guy had this collegiate store. And it was also like a head shop. And it was well known. Like we always, it was positively Fourth Street Records. And we all knew about it. This quirky dude that owned it named Kirby. Yeah. And uh, it's just super cool, super cool dude. And everybody, a lot of people disliked him because he was really like, he hated people <laughs> for the most part. <laughs> so me and him get along great because I hate people too, you know? And so uh, he always come over to Box and get free sodas. And I was like, hey, what you got going on over there, you know? And, and all this. And, and he was trying to open up a, a, a screen printing shop. And I was like, well, dude, I know everything about printing. Yeah, I'll tell you, I'll, I'll learn. <laughs> printing i'll figure it out let's go open the shop so he finally one day he's like come on man let's do it hired me full time we we bought this building he bought this building and um and it was awesome man we built this business up from nothing it was so cool we did real high-end printing stuff and i know now i know everything about screen printing we have <laughs> says automatic presses gauntlets i did all kinds of training all kinds of really fancy materials in fact i was one of the first people to screen print disc golf discs uh using uh plasticizer uh, and all this cool. that's pretty cool I have a proprietary process that I was blending and and, uh, and, and adhering to plastic. But then, uh, you know, it was, it was a low-paying job, and, and it just wasn't good. And I, I wanted more, and, and I, was, I was trying to raise a family and stuff. I've since divorced from that. But, yeah. uh, I, uh, you know, it was um, it was tough. And then I was like, you know, I need to go back to school. I need to go back to Nick Med. He made me so, mad one day that I reapplied for Nick Med, and I called the director, and I was like, dude, I want back in. And he was like, you know mm-hmm. what? You can be here next week. I got a spot for you. Wow. Like, Holy shit. That's awesome. Loaded everything up in a car and drove to Finley, Ohio within a week. I had to get $1,000 in loans right away. And, uh, cause that was, that was a program cost back then 15 grand to go through the whole thing. Wow. Okay. So now, now like what kind of, what kind of nuclear medical procedures are you familiar with? So in that you I was in, I went to school for nuclear medicine technologist and I became certified as a nuclear medicine technologist. I'm certified through the NMTCB. What, is, did you need a background for that too? Uh, anything like engineering or what was, was so, so the, it, just a, classes? You got to take AP, you know, mm-hmm. you got to take um, physics and some chemistry and mm-hmm. basically all the things that you have to take for nursing, maybe a little bit more math and physics. Yeah. Kind of so, you had to go, so you had to go back to school so, but because your business degree probably obviously didn't cover that. That was after. That. That was Right, right, right. Uh, well, oh, okay, 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 okay. Yes, because I did my business degree as a working professional. So I, uh, I did my, I did nuke med, and then I, 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 I was working at Best Buy. I'm seeing some of my, my Geek Squad t- tweets, but I, I was a Geek Squad agent. I was a counter agent. You guys know okay, what the counter cool. agent. <laughs> oh yeah, that's cool. Sure. Going back to you know nuclear medicine, what do you know about? Uh, like, I mean, have you heard of Gamma Knife? Do you guys work with Gamma Knife or uh, Gamma Knife is a like, it is it's not nuclear medicine it's 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 a radioactive therapy a radioactive okay. um it's like beam treatment basically you have a really high source of, of radiation radioactive material yeah. you have a shutter that opens up and and you can uh, you can move the shutter around and align it and, and you basically beam okay. so 
the difference between so the, you said that's radioactive therapy so like, yeah so in the world of nuclear medicine you have diagnostic and therapeutic that's like a, the, one of the big splits and then okay. you have oncology which is you know you have your linear accelerators and gamma knife it's really separate from nuclear medicine in a hospital okay. so, that's where all my training yeah. comes from is uh oncology that's all i did at md anderson was you know oh, cool. all that stuff yeah and we do some of that. You know, I do some consulting now around oncology and how to, you know, mostly what I do now is how to use radioactive materials uh, according to rules and safely and best practices. I'm a subject matter expert uh, and, and for the nuclear, for, for nuclear medicine and a variety of agencies mm -hmm. and a variety of, of reasons and, and mm -hmm. for uh, all these different things. It, it's a really neat field. I, I really enjoy yeah. it. You know, it's, it's so, really rewarding. And So, so what is it? Yeah, I mean, so, obviously you're, you know, trying, you're, Trying to make sure everything you you, you consult obviously, but That's like what do you what do you well, consult on? Like, do you consult on like okay, you need this much iridium in this shot to you know? No, I don't do that. Canada. That's more of like the oncologist job. What I do is like, how do you set up this room? Like, where do you need to install the camera equipment at? How do I shield the walls? How do I write my licensing <laughs> for the radioactive materials to possess them and use them? All of the people that use them have to be authorized users on the license. They all have to have policy and procedure. They have to have education. There's like a ton of work behind the scenes. Someone, one of my former bosses, told me I was really good at doing the stuff that no one else wants to do. So we made a consulting business out of it, and mm -hmm. uh, and we sell it, in, and it's a premium. I mean, it's our consulting hourly fees are fairly, you know, it's it's not, it's not cheap, and yeah. uh, there's not a lot of experts in the field, and they're hard to get, and they're retiring all the time. So like we're trying to be innovative on how we use uh, resources and how we use ec experts in the field and all of this. And That's interesting. So I tell people that, you know, I have a lot of people that went to pre-med that decided to go to medical physics instead. And you mm -hmm. can go for therapy medical physics, diagnostic medical physics. And diagnostic medical physics, you're more doing like equipment testing, you know, camera val val validity. Like, is this, can is this piece of radiology equipment outputting what it says it's outputting? You know, is it, um, or is it less or more? You know, is were, it were you a pretty, uh, I don't know the right term to put, did you do well in, in grade school or, or did, yeah, is it something? I was always, okay. I was, so so you, that, you, that was my problem. I was always bored and I was in gifted in Louisiana and I was in a, an advanced program. And then I, I got, uh, my mom got a, a new husband and we moved to Illinois and they didn't have gifted. I lived in the middle of mm. country, Illinois. And yeah. like, I was like, I was the outside kid at this country school and it was like 10 steps back and they had no mm. idea. And, and I was just bored. I mean, I was like yeah. in, in third year French and doing college credits whenever I went, when I was started in high school and they were, um, and it was like back in time all of a sudden. Wow. And I, I, I kind of rebelled and got in a yeah. lot of trouble. So part, part of where, where yes, maybe that's... where some of the troubles came from where you had, you were up here, the rest of the school was over here and you're like, I need to get this energy out somehow. I need to do something that's going to entertain me because this education isn't doing much for me. And I probably didn't click with that wow. at the time. You know, I just yeah. was, I was just doing stuff, you know, and wow. it was just, I was, my mind was just, my mind runs a million miles a minute. Same here. Just, Are you ADHD? What's up? Are you ADHD? Uh, yeah, I mean, I've been diagnosed with it before and I've, I've been on medication before, before but I, I don't take it today. I more just. Yeah, I'm trying, I'm actually, I've been taking it. I not slow it down. I like the speed. Yeah, I like the speed too. <laughs> it's just, it gets, it gets aggravating sometimes because like I'll be working on a topic and then I'll like immediately flip around and be like, that's something cool I want to work on. And then just like immediately yeah, yeah. go off. And it's, it, it's. I, dude, the medication that they put you on, like I took Adderall for seven years and I cannot explain to you. Like I thought I was going mentally insane. I thought I had, I had like demons inside me that I couldn't control. But turns out, you know, taking amphetamines, which is pretty much meth for seven yeah. years, that happens. 
probably messes yeah. with your head a little bit. And it, yeah. and it, it, yeah. and it works to me. Like Adderall and those things work on me like speed. So yeah. it doesn't it doesn't calm me down. It gets me just like it engages me, and like I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm doing that thing for the next eighteen hours. <laughs> so did you get uh, Sean? Did you get ir- easily irritated when you had it? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I would probably say some. Yeah, I mean, I got in a lot of trouble when I was on it too. You know, <laughs> yeah, that was the there was there was this one time mm-hmm. um, where I long, long, long story, but I ended up writing like a really aggressive, nasty email to one of my professors in college because, <laughs> um, and then the next the next morning she she calls me and she's like, "We need to talk," and I was like, "Oh, oh boy, yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like um in uh, Limitless when he's like, you know, pretty much when it kicks off and you're like back into reality oh. and you're like. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> I you know, and I learned that in my actually, I learned a really good method for that in my business program. I, I've been through a ton of leadership, um, just like programs, like actually, like intense ones. Like Larry Face's leadership program I took in Florida was amazing. It was like a six, like a what was eight week or twelve week or something program, and it was incredible. And um, you know, one of the things I learned throughout this is how to communicate effectively when yeah. you want change. Right. And so for I had a great example of this. I went to this. I was going to Webster University and we had a deal w- with the school, w- with a, with my employer where they, they would pay on the back end. I would go take my college credits and they would award the grade or whatever and they would submit the bill. And then my hospital would pay me and I would pay the, the, the place on the back. end. It was like this whole thing. And we and I did it for like the first year and a half or something. Fine. Along with a ton of other employees. Yeah. And they changed something to where you had to pay up front for all the students or something. Mm-hmm. It was like a weird payment structure. And I don't think they fully understood the impl- implications of, of how it affected um, programs that had agreements, right? And so the registrar was basically like, we're not doing anything to help you. You know, forget about it. This mm-hmm. is, you're, you're basically, they were unenrolling me from my classes unless I came up with like this chunk of change. Yeah. It's ridiculous. And so I ended up writing a, a really, nice letter and an email and i wrote it over a series of a couple days and i uh and i used a communication tool called sbar which is um situation background assessment and recommendation so you're basically telling them you know this is the situation of what's going on here's the background of how we got here here's my assessment of of what all this you know means to me and how it impacts me and then here is my recommendations on how to make this better that's interesting yeah, it was really. And what's funny is I got in a shouting match basically with the registrar and the registrar ended the conversation by saying, there's nothing I can do about this. This is a global policy across all Webster camps, campuses. And if you want to do something, you talk to the CEO. And I said, well, fine. What's the CEO? The <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and like a snarky thing gave me their email address. And so I, and I mentioned them in my email about their attitude and how they treated me and all these things. I was, I was really professional, <laughs> super professional. S barred it out. And I even told him in the beginning, I'm trying out a communication tool that we use in the hospital systems. It was developed by the De- Department of Defense. And it's a you know, valid method of, you know, of, of expressing, you know, some frustrations that just hear me out. And and he wrote me back, him and his C- COO, uh, actually the COO wrote me back, the CEO sent it to him. And he was like, he was like, wow. He was like, we are just so happy to have you as a student and to show off your skills and the way you've expressed this problem. Not only did you come to this with the problem, but you came to this with recommendations on how to solve this problem. And in fact, we are we are using your recommendations and this is now a global policy change. And we are terribly sorry for what we did to you and how, and how we, we didn't understand how it affected you. And they changed it the next day. In fact, I got a phone call from my local uh, office the next day and uh, from the president. And they were, they were like, what did you do? Wow. <laughs> oh man! They were like, "Holy crap!" I got a call from the CEO of the comp- of the whole entire school, or whatever, the president of the school, and uh, and yeah, so they they reinstated all of us it's, at the school, and think, they 
use this as an example on one of our leadership retreats at the hospital as why we should be using SBAR. Kind of want to hear about your story really quickly, maybe like five minutes, because we're coming up oh, on you're... the hour and 12 minute mark. Oh, yeah. It's been flying by. It's been no. a four hour long form like Joe Rogan. <laughs> I mean, no. we, we don't, as far as what we do, we don't really have a, a limit. It's more when, 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 when either when you start falling asleep or when we start falling asleep. So <laughs> I, Dude, okay, so can we talk about that really quickly? Me and him have been in a competition on Apple Watch, and it takes a minute for your Apple Watch or your uh, Peloton to like sync up with your Apple Watch and like yeah. kick in. So I'll be sitting there and be like, okay, I've got uh, it takes you know, 15 minutes for them to connect. No, 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 no. it takes a minute. It, it like for some reason, oh, whenever he's on the say, Peloton, it just doesn't immediately link. Get the day yeah, it, it's just it's just whatever. And I'll be like, okay, he's at 400 calories. I'm fine. <laughs> and then I'll be like studying <laughs> and I'll look over. Like I'll look over and you can ask Scotty about this. I'll look over, look <laughs> at my watch and see that, you know, he, he he's jumped up to like 900 calories. And I'll be like, fuck. So like I hurry up and run outside and he had, me, he had me sprinting outside at like 10.30 at night uh, because I had to catch up. You can't close. You got to close the rings. And then only, not only, close, mm-hmm. only closing the rings only gives you 300 points. And you got to get there's 600 points available. So you got to make up those other points between either increasing your move, like over amounting your move goal or yeah. – Increasing and every third and your your exercise blocks are in thirty minute increments. So it's like you're not even. I don't think you get the points until you do another thirty minutes or something like that. <laughs> I believe. And then every stand hour is worth like eight point three points or something. So you. Can, I haven't looked at the okay. points. I've just been I, like raw dogging. I was like, all right, just gotta go run. I just know because I'm like, if I'm like, because the other night I'm like at five ninety two, and I'm like, okay, it's like ten o'clock. If I get my stand goal for ten and eleven, I don't have to do anything else. <laughs> <laughs> Um, stand up <laughs> realize with the with the peloton um with the old version you can you can sync up your apple watch to get your heart rate into it with a mm-hmm. with an app uh called uh heartcast i think it is or something like that yeah, heartcast yeah heartcast right. and uh it'll sync up and it'll sync your heart rate up to your peloton so it'll bring in your heart rate data otherwise you have to put the stupid strap on you and it's kind of dumb oh, uh, but the newest peloton you can just ding your apple watch up to it and it automatically syncs you up but you're gonna pay like four six hundred bucks more for the newest one so save some money um, so yes cole were you asking uh sean can you, your story oh uh, yeah yeah can you can later? you like briefly yeah. go over your story of it sounds like a really insane story if you want to say it you can you if can not, definitely decline you can definitely decline we won't be offended or you could tell the story Which part of the story oh the, the whole, you know the prison story. thing uh, what happened uh, there? I, can't tell, yeah. I can't tell all the story but it's it's definitely um you know wrong those are the classic or you know fall into the wrong group of people you you get set up by undercover fbi agents or undercover state mm-hmm. DA, and then you go and they they make a really big deal out of something that that was um more of an addiction than it was a uh, necessarily a, you know a horrible crime against humanity yeah. like and it was in a time where where they they really publicized it and we made media uh, news and all this wow. and um and and they blew it up to be something a lot bigger than it was and mm-hmm. we ended up going to juvenile I'll tell them because I got so many stories from that. I won't tell all of them what happened. But basically, you know, a couple classic felonies, kingpinning, organized crime. Um, you don't uh, look or appear to yeah, be you don't look at like all. <laughs> Are you sure you're not making all this up right now? <laughs> what, what truly happened was um, a, a person that was that had turned state's evidence that I, I was I, I was working somewhere and made a connection with someone through something, and they they had told a lie. Um, mm. to, 
their their they were an informant and they had told a, an untrue story, and that story turned into um, us getting arrested and and uh, and them trying to they basically told them that we worked for the mafia. And so they thought any, any mafia just the mafia some mafia out of chicago the police wouldn't even oh, okay. tell us what they what their evidence wow. was, what they, what huh. they told us. but we were held uh without um bail for wow. uh, about nine or 67 days at first Jeez. You know? Jeez. Wow. Holy cow. so um and i and i entered into juvenile hall uh there and i um was there for a couple of weeks and i was arrested with a friend and we both were 17 and we turned 18 while we were in jail and as we turned Happy 18 birthday, yeah. and in fact i was on lockdown on my birthday and so um, so I, as we turned 18 the arresting officer was so you know nasty in court and mm. said we were flight risks and we were terrible human beings and shouldn't be on the streets and we need to that's be in prison for the rest of our life and all so, yeah, <laughs> that's crazy yeah. and so he was nasty and i'll never forget him because he had this port wine stain over half his face and i just i'll never forget the guy Wow. And um, so he uh, he just told all these really nasty things in court. And it's yeah. not true. And, uh, so we ended up uh, we were in, in the while we were in the juvenile system. We had like all kinds of psychological analysis and you know all this stuff. You know, uh, you know, like to, to assess us. You know, like who are yeah, you? Yeah. you know, why yeah. are you out of state and all this stuff. You know, we were way out mm -hmm. of state. It was crazy. And so uh, leave on vacation, go back on probation. You know, and I. Uh, they they told the judge, you know, like these guys are geniuses. Both of them, they're geniuses. They're like they're really smart. Just, just, you know, really they're stupid, right? Doing, now. Yeah, yeah. the wrong crowd doing the wrong thing. Yeah, yeah. these police people, you know, they are saying are, are just not founded. You know, mm -hmm. I, I can't mm -hmm. see this. It doesn't match up at all. Yeah, and so they basically at the end of the day, they they wanted us to turn the state's evidence and give all the story that we had on, on the mafia and and you know all this stuff and uh, and we're like. You don't have there anything. Is, you don't have yeah, anything. There's yeah. nothing no, to turn in. We're not in the mafia. Yeah. So ultimately, we basically had to say, okay, we'll give you everything we have. And that's all yeah. the court wanted was like, sign something to say, we give you everything. And like, they just wanted to like put it behind them and they, they basically adjudicated us, which means you're guilty, but juveniles and, and you're not, you know, it's time served. And we had like wow. one year of probation. Now, we also had to go to something called Lincoln's Challenge, which was a um, boot camp. It's like mm -hmm. an eight month boot camp program. However, I had my high school diploma. I got it the day we got arrested, and uh, and I didn't. I, that exempted me from going. They wouldn't. Wow. They wouldn't even. Oh. And so, wow. uh, my my uh, the person that I got arrested with, um, he he had to go to a challenge. Wow, that's which so later I lost some some college funds for him, but he unfortunately is. Um, squandered his life a bit he's not uh he's fortunate yeah so. there's 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 people that make stupid life decisions uh i got a friend that um the bad decisions and then and, and i and i changed you know i i really did i truly did I, do you I, think I, that I, helped you out at all like the, going course, through that dude, I mean, yeah. there's no doubt yeah. in my mind that changed everything it yeah. changed everything to up until that point i was like, a completely person yeah and it changed everything i mean i'm still like fundamentally like a lot of same things but i'm like oh my gosh there's consequences for actions and like there, there's a life to do <laughs> stuff to do. You know? <laughs> i was i was you know it was bad i was in a bad place and so you know totally changed everything and uh yeah. opened up a lot of opportunities too and like and even like during the process like i met I had so many interactions in there and experiences like i, I know i told part of the story on twitter about um 
about because I was watching the the Queen's Gambit on on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Have you seen that yet? Uh, no, my mom watched it. She said it was really insane. Like, it's really good. It is yeah. amazing. It is incredible, especially if you play chess. And I love chess. I have been a chess player. In fact, I am a rated chess player. Back in the day, I used to play uh, some competitive chess. And, I've never and loved I, Nice. I used to play Grandmasters. And it's not, I don't know if, like, you're officially Grandmasters, but, I mean, I played all But did you ever play against the old guy in the park under the tree, you know? Right. <laughs> With those little yeah. concrete tables. That's the guy you have to beat. That's the, guy, that's, the very, that's the very last scene. Uh, but um, yeah. so, <laughs> in, the very, that guy. in the very first time they play chess, though, there's something he does to her that is a just a super dick move. And he he does a, a when you're te- he's teaching her how to play chess, right? And so when you're teaching people how to play chess, because I've taught a ton of people how to play chess, I love it. And, mm-hmm. and so and, and I have a method for teaching people how to play chess. But he goes right into doing a scholar's mate on her, which is like a, a three move mate or whatever. Yeah. And and, and it's and it really is. It's a slap in your face move that you do to someone <laughs> that, that either you want to insult them or, you know, that you just you caught them by surprise. But it's a dick move. It's <laughs> and, and, and he does it to her in the first scene. So I tweet about that. I'm like, I, I actually did that to a guy in my, my first day <laughs> in county jail because we were in juvie and they decided while we were in juvie that we were adults they were trying us as adults they were trying to try us as adults yeah, and so we had to go through a process we had to go through a trial to to decide whether or not we were adults and um and during that trial we, we aged out of juvie so they put us in county and they separated us. Wow. and it was, it was rough it was that a sounds place. like it that sounds <laughs> terrifying I'm sure you people, always like no kids people died in the cell when i was there um like someone threw a guy off the balcony broke his neck Oof. Um, oh, wow. it was bad. Yeah. It was no bad. Like they, they, they threw, there was thirty-eight of us, and a roommate fourteen. So, Jesus, yeah, so y'all were just y'all were crammed. Yeah, we were, at the first week, I slept on a on a bedroll on the floor in the in the open space. It wasn't about a, a week into it, a week and a half into it, that I got a that I got a bunk, and then mm-hmm. I got upgraded from a bunk to a room after about a, a half a couple of weeks later because I became a little bit of a hustler in jail, and, uh, <laughs> and all my friends, all my friends back home gave me a ton of commissary uh, money, so I had like a, a loaded bank account while I was in there. So you've always so, been good at trading and stuff. <laughs> I have always been. I have always had a businessman. Uh, <laughs> I've always had an edge uh, to things. Uh, <laughs> For personal natures and maybe one of the reasons I was arrested, but um, I, you know, I, I, I'm entrepreneurial and I try to find opportunity wherever the opportunity is. And um, there's a lot of gray areas in life. So. <laughs> <laughs> Today I, I am up above the straight and narrow, and uh, it's all good. But, I think I think you should have like a gift that sums up you. There's a a gif of Donald Trump whenever he's uh, debating Hillary, and he's like, "I'm a businessman doing business things," and I feel that just sums you up just perfectly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's good. Pretty much. So, you know, I, I guess. And, and so I trade commissary. You give someone something this week and they give you two of the item the next week. That's, that's you run a store and I ran a jail <laughs> store. <laughs> no way. I'm not kidding. And I ran a hustle. I ran, I ran a good hustle. I had, um, we had figured out how to uh, dye the, the Coca-Cola bottles because they only let you keep so many bottles in your room and things. And so yeah. we, then you couldn't keep empties. So we would huh. dye coca-cola bottles and then store them in people's room that didn't have commissary and we would use them for weights and so we would make fake coca-cola bottles like uh they look like cokes and we would put them in pillowcases and use them as weights um i made huh. hacky sacks in there and sold hacky sacks i wrote poetry <laughs> and sold wow. poetry. No way. I, I, I drew and and and, so, and sold uh, uh cards for like because there was like 
really not smart people in jail. I'm not saying I'm taking advantage That's of them. Probably, well, they have, probably the case for, have, for jail, yeah. They have people that they're trying to impress back home, and they want mm. to say nice things, and they want to apologize for things. And they don't have the words. Yeah. And so they would sit me and tell me things that they would say to people. It's sad, but it's poetic. Yeah, and, like, yeah. I was, and I would draw and I would write out poetry for people and like it would inspire me to write things. And I wrote mm. pages and pages and pages and I and I wrote like people I knew back home and it like created this whole like pen pal thing. Uh, yeah. it was really cool. Wow. Yeah. So that, that definitely occupied a lot of your time. Now it did, yes. And so you from, from boredom. Yeah, absolutely did. So the, the wow. scholars made things. So the first day in county I get in and they're playing chess and uh, you know I was kind of trying to find my place and uh this they said hey you want to play for breakfast a big black dude yeah. I think they actually called him big black <laughs> okay <laughs> very descriptive yeah <laughs> and uh he uh he's he says let's play and um and there was this other guy big white dude and his name was D Moore oh not big white and it wasn't D Moore and big, okay. I mean Built, dude, huge. Always walk oh, around man. in his skivvies, just you know, huge white dude. Mm-hmm. And me and he like he looked after me. He was like, you know, I want to keep you safe in here, dude. Like, you know, straight up. And he he pretended a couple times, like mess with me, like I'm gonna rape you right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh like, they, oh they do god! Like they mess with, like well, the first not time a good joke. After the fact, it was funny. But like, the right. first shower I took, three of them came up to my shower stall and opened it. It's like it's time, dude. It's time. Oh, jeez, bro. And they weren't, they weren't, they weren't like, playing either. Like, they, I think that, actually, if I didn't stand there and, like, ball my fists and be like, I'm a, you come try me. <laughs> yeah, they were going to, right? uh, Bro, that was, no way. That was county? I was, I was a fighter. So, I, I can't tell all the stories because. That, I, that was county? Some of the, yes, it was county. So, I mean, the, the, wow. the first time I, had, I actually had to prove myself, this guy stole my pillow. And he took my pillow. And when I first got in, he took my pillow off my bedroll and threw it under him. He's like, it's my pillow now. And um, and I and I use some terms that I'm not proud of, and I and I'm not uh, I'm not feel that way, but I felt like I had to establish some dominance. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I, I it's a different and, world. And your nose, and and I and I and I jumped back, and I I started diving into him, and and he snatched my pillow, and he's like, "I'm playing with you, man. I'm playing with you. I'm just testing you, man. I'm just testing you. Calm oh. down." And I was like, "All right, that's how it's going to be." You know? And there's uh, an you know, a, man. So, 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 so he uh, so the so I sit down. This guy's like, "I'm going to play you in breakfast." You know, I said, "All right, let's play. Man. I'll play in chess." And so <laughs> I, I don't even know the rules in there. I don't know nothing. You know, I sit down. I start playing this guy in chess. A scholar made it, and so it's like the three move mate, and and nah. he got. And he flipped the board over and, and came at me like he was going to kill me. And people had to jump over and grab him and pull him back. I was like, no, 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 no. I, I thought he was going to kill me. I, I thought that Holy was it. Right shit. Out of a game. Yeah, there's, there's like rage quitting. And then there's like this next level. Because <laughs> that's cool. And then after that, they, you know, they, I got to know people. And there were some really good people in there, to be honest. It really was. And it made me really sad for, our, for the state of our penal system and, and everything. Most people in there for drugs. How do you feel about the current, uh, you know, private prison system? Do you think like ridiculous? It's absolutely ridiculous. You know, it's when when you privatize these things, there there has to be a profit, and where's yeah. the profit? It comes from in, incarcerating people. And so yep. then why do you incarcerate people? I'm going to pay lobbyists to keep the laws. So I keep incarcerating people like marijuana, yep. for example. I mean, it's ridiculous. Businessman doing business things. Right? <laughs> it absolutely. Yeah. It absolutely for the worst reason. For the worst reason. Yeah. It's, it's disgusting. 
it's so weird because everybody i talk to about privatized prisons even if they don't know about it they're like holy shit there's privatized prison why is this a thing and then whenever you bring up that that they have privatized stock in private prisons you're like why are we trading that's crazy private have you guys show um uh, what is it? It's where well, they're locked up for 60 days. They take, it's like a reality show where they take yeah, people yeah. and they lock them in jail in County jails to test their systems. And like all this, it's, it's mm-hmm. crazy. No, I haven't <laughs> seen that. Where, where can you find that? it at? Where, yeah. Where, where can I, where can I watch it? Is it on it's Netflix? Called, yeah. It's, it's, it's on a and I think it's on, uh, I think it's on, I think it might just have popped up on Netflix actually. Yeah. Yeah. It just did recently. I, I just canceled my Netflix because anytime they increase the price, I cancel for a few months. So um, yeah. let them know your cost. Assert your dominance. You know. I, I rotate. I rotate. So I I go to Amazon Prime a few months. Mm. I don't do Prime uh, delivery because they don't deliver on the promise. So I, I just they do, do not. They do I, not. Really? You guys don't? For Louisiana, they're they, always on time. They have, they have been like it's like a week. If you get something on Prime, it literally takes no like a way. Week. And, and, and most of the okay, get over here. And then on top of that, you get free shipping if you just order over twenty five bucks. So what's yeah. the point? Or or even Walmart yeah. gives you free free two day shipping now. Yeah. Walmart orders you free shipping. I don't yeah. do free. So uh, like, but yeah. I do I do Prime Video now, and I like Prime Video. They got a lot of good stuff on there. They got a lot of good Simon Pegg stuff on there. I really like hmm. Simon Pegg. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I forgot about. Simon. Have you seen Paul? The movie where they have the alien and Simon Pegg. Oh uh, no, no, I haven't. I need to watch that. Go watch that it's movie. Uh huh. It's not Seth MacFarlane. No, no, no. It's Simon Pegg. Uh, it, it's Seth Rogen voices uh, Paul. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. it's it is fantastic. It is it is amazing. It's mwah. I love Seth Rogen. Oh man. There's um there's a great show with Simon Pegg with aliens in it that is on mm. Prime. I don't know. And, and I have no uh, idea what it they is. Give them, they give them the power to do anything. I think it's called Do Anything or something like hmm. that. Oh, I need to go watch that. It's it amazing. It's good? hilarious. And in fact, and in fact, it is the very last movie, if I'm remembering right, that has all of the Monty Python. Oh wow. Five remaining members of Monty Python. I asked that on my Twitter not so long ago. What was the last movie that uh, had the last? And everybody was like, Life of Brian, Life of Brian. I'm like, no, it's not actually. Huh. That's Simon Pegg movie. So uh, they all play minor roles, but yeah. Sean, I, I wanted to ask you a little bit about 3D printing and, and kind of what got yeah. you into that. And I've always, always literally since the day that stuff came out before is even, you know, like accessible for people to want to get into that. I always wanted it. Um, yeah. I still, my primary reason for not having gotten into it yet, I'm not like intimidated by it, but I, I don't know the right machine to get. I don't know the right, you know, spools to get. I don't know, you know, the right product. I don't know the right software. So what, what are some... Oh, is that a stand? Oh, that's the stand you made. I saw. I didn't know that stand, bro. Yeah. Oh, that is so. cool. And look, and it has TPU. And is the Tesla? Lo- is, that, wait, is that the Tesla logo on there? Yeah, yeah. That's so sweet. And since you're not selling it, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, it's so, all it's fan base. So, uh, yeah, no. So, yeah, so what, what do you what do you need to get? Like, what's a good starter setup? What software? What printer? I, I always wanted to get into three D printing the same way. I, I was like, man, I want to do it someday so bad. Oh my gosh, I want to do it. And and I always, I, I like three D design. I was doing VR design and all this stuff. So I'm playing with three D software and all this. And I and I really wanted to do it. So I I had made a. a um, a promise to myself, you know, basically I, I hit a trading goal and I had set off across uh, aside some money from trading. And I said, I'm going to use that money to invest in, you know, 3d printer. And, and I did a lot of research before it. And I went with a, Pr- a Prussia, Prussia or whatever, P R U S A. And I have the M uh, the I three M K three S, uh, the newest version basically of the, so it's their, their like 
medium size newest version printer. So what's that machine go for? Uh, around a thousand. I think unassembled. I think it's eight ninety nine or seven ninety nine. Okay. Okay. Did you get unassembled or assembled? I got unassembled. I like to assemble things, so I like to build. Things. Okay. It took me like I don't know ten hours or something to build time. Wow. Build. So uh, have you ever heard of topology optimization? Yeah, you were talking about. I was looking some of that up after you mentioned to me. And yeah, I definitely had seen it. It was you know how you do how do you use you know natural stress points to create a three D map to to have a more you know a more in, intuitive and cool looking yeah. design. Also strong and it gives and it an that. organic look to me. Like it looks it's like organic. some of the shit that you would see on like an alien spaceship. You're like, oh, this is where we go from you know just right angles. You know, we go to these weird. I, Pretty neat stuff. Um, but what I do, I just, I, you know, probably a lot of people criticize for, for how I do my design work, but it's it's simple and it does what I need it to do. I use Tinkercad. Tinkercad is extremely simple. It's built by the same people that built Fusion 360. And I talk about it on Twitter all the time. I talk about yeah. Reddit all, all the time with 3D printing forums. And, and anytime I bring it up on Reddit, everybody's like bashing it. They're like, you got to learn, you know, original coding, go through and do blah, blah, blah. And, you know, all this stuff. I'm like, yeah, you can, you know, and that's cool. And, but every time, for me, when I have to redo something in Fusion, like I have to go watch five YouTube videos to relearn how to build my canvas. <laughs> you know, like yes. that's ridiculous. Uh, you know, and so with Tinkercad, it, you just jump right in and you start creating. And and if you get in creative and inventive, you can get really complex with it. But mostly, what I do is find models that I like and things that I like, and I and I attach things to them. Like this this mic stand, I took a thread from something that I found on Thingiverse, uh, and then everything else was custom. I ha I created the Tesla logo actually. Yeah. Um, I use uh, some software where I take basically a transparent GIF. I make a transparent GIF using Photoshop. So if I take a logo, for example, and then what, uh, and then give it some. Uh, oh, that's so here's how I extrude it out. Here's how I do it. This and yeah, this is how yeah. I was probably get you know if this ever catches some steam, I'm probably sure I'll get flamed for this. But I go mm -hmm. and take a logo with a white background, whatever. I throw it into Photoshop and I use magic, you know, trace tool or whatever, and I do a sele inverse select and I yeah. copy it as a layer and I delete the background out of the layer and then I save that as a transparent GIF and then I open up um, a program. Uh, which one's uh, That's really interesting. it's uh, I convert it to a um, SVG. Gotcha. SVG. Yeah, I haven't. I don't 3D print very often, so I've never used that file. So what is it called? I have, um, I've never 3D printed. Yeah, I, I'm trying to remember the program. We more. actually have an original MakerBot. My dad does. Oh really? Yeah, and um, 3D printing has come a very long way in the last ten years. I they they can 3D that. print pancakes now too. They have machines. I saw that. That's so cool. Yeah, it basically. It's so cool, man. Yeah, so basically, it's like a skillet. And then they just have like yeah, an injector, yeah, 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 yeah. like that just injects the pancake uh, batter so on the skillet. Yeah, no way. Yeah. So like you, you well, want. I'll have to find that the, the software, but uh, it's but basically fine. I convert the um the the transparent gift to an SVG, and, and an SVG is just a scalable vector graphic. You know, that's all that is. And then I take the SVG and I go to a website called SVG to STL. <laughs> 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 and I upload the SVG to the website, and it out and, and you just tell it how much you want to extrude it, like three millimeters or whatever, and it gives me a, a wonderful wow. STL. Oh, it, nice. it does a great job. I, I that's how I convert my logos. So if I'm trying, if I'm creating like a company logo something, that's how I do it. I can I can convert any company's logo to an STL, like, hmm. and then I take nice. this and I put it into uh, Tinkercad 
and I and I do whatever I want with it, you know, in Tinkercad. And then, you know, Tinkercad's got a lot of really cool tools with it. And when you find like functional items like um, in Thinkiverse, it's like like this hinge. Yeah, hinge really works well. I like this hinge. I'll save that hinge as a favorite part. And, and then in my next oh, project, and you can just combine it with a new project. These feet, uh, I, I have cool. these feet saved as a as a favorite part, and I and I and whenever I want to use them, I, I upload them as desktop feet or whatever, and I, huh. I, I have them in all these different projects that I that I want to have a stable base for. So, st- talking about you know logos and everything, did you know that whenever you printed out uh, Earl of Frunk Puppy's logo onto a trailer pitch for his Model X, that he would immediately start calling everybody peasants? Yeah, and not even <laughs> and didn't even thank me on Twitter. Didn't even tag me in the post when he put it on Twitter, and I gave it to him. <laughs> Dang, bro. Yo, and you and you own a Model hey, X, so you're not a peasant. I'm so he should have given. Hey, I'm not throwing. I love Earl, man. He didn't even didn't even wow tag me in the. Post. All right, so he's not like coming on the podcast now. Yeah, so like, yo, so we were supposed to have him on the podcast, and he was like, he, it was like maybe what three days before, and he and he was like, all right, I'm going off Twitter. See you guys later. Yeah, and I was there like, there was a stage where a lot of people were just go, I'm done with Twitter. It's like, okay, yeah, okay. Right. I love Twitter, man. Like, people don't get yeah. me down. People get me down. Yeah. I block them. See you later, man. You talk, talk or, trash. Yeah, the like, only thing. I, I can't stand the fleets. I'm not a fan of the fleets. I, I'm not I, either. I, I, I wish there was a way to hide that. I wish there was That's some way to just hide it. Yeah. I hate it. I hate that they brought stories to Twitter. Yeah, I'm, I'm, we, we have Instagram. We have Facebook. We have you know, too many stories. Snapchat. We don't need more stories. Give me my stream. I don't do Facebook. I don't do Instagram. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah just and that's why I was like. I don't want all that. I just like, want I a nice stream. You know? I don't get on Twitter to look at people's pictures. Unless it's like a meme. Can we talk about why Instagram added a shopping cart to Instagram? Because uh, well, there, there's now they, there's going to be Instagram stores where you can purchase you know stuff from from influencers. It's too well, much, I mean, man. I mean, like I feel that that's there's, too much because right now all Facebook and Instagram are used for is like they're now today's infomercials, like all useless shit uh, that yeah. you do never you never need are there. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's pretty sad. I, I don't do I, it. I don't like social media. Hoping Twitter doesn't end up going that way. That was one of the things that was nice about Twitter. Oh, no. It was like it was just a public open. You were, you were never just... harassed by companies for their products. Like, dude, you, you go on Instagram and you're scrolling for a few minutes and there's a there's a product shoved in your face. You know? Twitter yeah. has had a rough ass year. You guys remember whenever the those I don't remember like the Bitcoin scammers got into. Oh yeah. I was yeah. just sitting there watching all these verified people go join, and I was like, holy shit! And like, <laughs> I, all I could think of whenever I saw one was uh, whenever you remember, I can't remember what it was, but anyway, there's a a picture of Leonardo DiCaprio and he's drinking a beer and he's pointing at the television like really intently. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. yeah. No, that that was me the entire night. I was just sipping a beer, going, "Holy shit, another one!" Yeah, they had a bad year. That was pretty bad. Oh, uh, so moving on, what yeah, would what your happens. what would your next uh, electric vehicle be? Like, if you could not get a Tesla, what would your next electric vehicle be? It could be have, coming I, out. I love my Teslas, but I you know I have a Model X too. But I um I have some criticisms, you know, sometimes. Like I I, I tweet them at Elon. I'm always telling him, hey, you know, like there's like. I tweeted him today. You know, he's talking about software improvements. I'm like, yeah, you know, whenever I leave we my We did just house, get an update tonight. I don't know if you got that. I got, there was a, an update that came in. I'll have to check it. But, like, yeah. uh, when I'm driving in the winter up here, you know, you lose region in the beginning. So your car drives differently. Like, replace yeah. that with brakes. You know, that should be seamless. Your yeah, car should not, yeah. You know, 
depending on the outside temperature. So if the, if regen isn't working, replace it with braking. That should be. You would simple. probably just be told just preheat your car. <laughs> like fine. But that doesn't work because you, yeah. you have to be scheduled preheat, and then I don't yeah. leave on schedule. I I'm gonna leave tomorrow at three p.m. I'm no I'm not yeah. gonna leave again the next day at three p.m. or next week. Mm-hmm. on thursday at 3 p.m or friday at 3 p.m no mm. so one-time scheduled departure events that needs to be a thing you know i want to leave this afternoon at 3 p.m preheat my car charge my car you know that should be a thing um i mean lockable driver profiles that drives me nuts if um mm. if, for example you guys saw my post where a deer hit my model x and yeah, broke yeah. and so yeah. right now i'm not driving the x because Tesla can't come here for they were supposed to come here next week now it's two more weeks so they because they have to order the window so, so I'm not driving the Model X for two weeks. So, um, so she's driving my Model Three, and every time she drives my Model Three, she gets out and changes the easy exit profile every time, and she sets it all close. I can't get in the damn car, and I'm like, uh, "Why are you doing that? Why are you hitting save?" And she's like, "I'm not. I'm not doing. It. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't do it." I'm like, "You did though. It's different now than when you." <laughs> And it's never different. <laughs> so it's you're like I'm surprised it doesn't yeah. just like automatically pick up from your phone. Like register, oh, this is this person and that get was it. yeah. One of two things. Either tie that, but you need to you need to tie an the easy exit to the driver profile. So this driver is gonna want a different easy exit than the other because it moves too far for her. I love the, that that's a great feature, by the way. Yeah, it's I like it. one of the I first things it. I do. Yeah. But I, I can't use it if we're using the vehicle together because she'll yeah. change the or my settings are too much for her so she stops it and when she stops it she saves it and so it's annoying so <laughs> tie exit you know have the dr- driver profile set a setting for for easy, easy entry and easy exit. or or lock the driver profiles it, it's sure i i thought i remember too if even if you use different key cards it, it should uh relate to the right profile Right. Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't. Getting one, right? getting back to the original question, what what would uh like let's say you're trying to you're a man you like uh, driving in pickup trucks. Whoa, whoa. I don't. Okay, hang on. Let me re- let me rephrase that. Let me rephrase whoa, that. Whoa, whoa. I, I, what I meant to say was you're a man that's driven trucks before, but it came out you're a man that likes trucks. Uh, what I meant to say was you're a, you're a guy that likes uh pickup trucks because you drove a uh, you know Nissan in the past. What do you think about yeah, all yeah. the electric trucks coming out? Yeah, so I, I mean, of course I, I ordered Cybertruck right away. Um, when I woke day, up day, night one. So you, uh... night one, I was I was pretty heartbroken, I guess is the word. Oh, from the design where you're like, okay. No, I don't know. Like I was I was I was uh I was thrown for a loop. Let's say I think that. Everyone, everyone everybody was, was thrown through a loop. Everyone was yeah, yeah, yeah. It was shocking. It was shocking. But I went to sleep. And I woke up in the greatest mood and excited, super excited about it. Like it, like it hit me in a dream or something. Like when I woke up, I was, I was so excited, I couldn't get to my computer and use it fast. Did I just freeze or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You so, uh, there was technical difficulties. Uh, sorry, but back to the podcast. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Want to bring back Cole's question one last time so it doesn't get cut off. So if you had to switch, you know, with, with some of the ones oh, yeah. that are out there, even even including ones that are prototypes or pre-prototypes, yeah. um, what have you been looking into? If well, You were talking about Cybertruck actually before that. Um, yeah, but I, I didn't honestly. I didn't like the look of it the night either when I first came. Out, I was like, "This is this is a joke." As you know, this is a joke. There's yeah, no way I thought real. that too. <laughs> I, thought was was a joke too. I still had my still had my credit card out, and as soon as it was like Cybertruck Reservation Live, I'm like, "Okay, I'm like, okay, all right, I'm in." <laughs> Even though I yeah. don't really. And then it, I mean, they grew on. You know, for me, I I mean, I'm like, I think it's. I, I think you have to admit, like, it's a ridiculous looking thing. 
I think it's like amazing. Now. Normal looking. I, no, I love the design. I love yeah, it. Now. I love the design, but it's obviously crazy. It's, and it's I think wild. that's what makes. Yeah, it's wild, and like that's kind of why I like it. Yeah. Um, so that yeah, it's pretty amazing. It's pretty amazing. You know, I, and I like I like a lot of the features that are in it. I, I bought the dual motor, and then whenever they said the tri motors are going to be delivered sooner, I upgraded to the tri motor. And, <laughs> So yeah, it's gonna be incredible. I can't wait. And There's that's one of the reasons I bought my original Tesla shares. I'm like, I'm gonna hold these until the the Cybertruck paid for by Tesla shares. Yeah, yeah, and they're they're worth like thirty thousand dollars now. So I'm close. I'm getting there. Yeah. <laughs> so. um, do you think there's a one of the things that I've been trying to figure out? So I have four Cybertrucks on order. Um, oh, wow. My thought is what I partly why I mean entirely why I have four is for the, the goal of being able to have a mini Robo Taxi fleet, right? Yeah. Um, if I, I might still try to get one, at least one, if not, but my hope is is that full self-driving robo taxi will be enabled by the time I at least yeah. I get my Cybertruck. Okay. Um, do you believe? You know, do you have FSD on your car, or at least the? Yeah, uh, I have it on my Model Three. Do Do you think that by the time the Cybertruck is out, production ready, off the assembly line, into customers' hands, do you think we'll have robo taxi around? Like commercial robo taxi, I, I don't commercial, know. not like where the, someone still has to be behind the wheel, like not yeah. no level four, no level five, full autonomy. Okay. Robo you guys taxi. are Tesla, Tesla fans aren't gonna like my answer, but you know, I don't. It's fine. I, hey, the, the the truth will set you free, man. I, I I love Tesla and I love the cars. I think there's an awesome opportunity, like like with, with Kathy Wood saying, you know, that I think there's a, a, an Uber like opportunity where yeah. Tesla yeah. drivers are in the car and there's a great ride share network. I, I don't know why we're not capitalizing on that, and doing that right now. You should. Yeah. Oh no. I, that was one of my one of my biggest thoughts too. Is there's no there's literally besides maybe insurance and some other pieces. There's no reason why they can't just say let's enable a, a an Uber like service today and start making money and test the system and you're building the database too for for you know I mean Dojo is not out yet but and a yeah. and a Turo like system where you can yeah. rent something. I would be more I would be more willing to rent my Tesla out to another person in a Tesla app than I than would to have be it be robo taxied on a robo taxi. Because yeah. there's there's just there's just so many edge cases. I mean, I know he's 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 trying to figure it out, and I hope he does. And I and I, I, I it amazes me seeing these full self driving videos. It's really incredible, and it makes me think that yeah, there it probably can, but can it do absolutely everything? Like, will you have to go rescue the thing sometimes? Will mm -hmm. you have to? And that's what I wonder. Like, is he going to enable some remote control feature? Like, you got okay, you got a fleet of them. Maybe you have a dashboard. Where Maybe you that's part of it. Yeah. So and it's like, hey, you, your yeah. vehicle A has a problem. You got to log in and yeah. So know, someone has to go in and, and just manually kind of adjust it. You can control it and hit people. So that wouldn't be the <laughs> <laughs> that that probably honestly wouldn't be the worst outcome. So say say you own ten robo taxis. Majority, I'd say like ninety five percent of the time, everything's gonna work perfectly right. fine. And then there's the edge for case. those. Yeah, and then with those edge cases, maybe you have a guy behind a computer, and maybe it's just a, a normal Joe Schmo, or maybe it's someone at you know uh, the mothership is actually okay. Uh, let me go ahead and get around. That's what they're doing for um for Waymo, right? Sorry. For the super conspiracy theory, yes, hit it, hit it. That's what we like here. No, I'm just like this. And this is not my this is not my belief, by the way. But it's, it has. We'll been, take it. This has been a thought uh, <laughs> because there has been other companies that have done this. I I, I trust Tesla. I believe Tesla one hundred percent. Believe Elon. I mean, there's no. But hey, conspiracy theories are fun. Sometimes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what if um, there's a you know a group of 
200 people that are sitting behind the scenes making sure those 20 people on Twitter that are full self-driving are all making sure they're driving well by sitting behind the scenes. Oh, it drove slightly different this time. Well, maybe because someone else was driving. <laughs> you know? oh. um, there's been so many cases of where someone said, this is AI doing this, but yet it was hmm. a remote person simulating uh, I, I forget any concrete uh, examples I can spit off off the tip of my tongue, but there has definitely been if, uh, cases where they said this is AI, and but it was absolutely a person behind the scenes doing it. I feel like that's a pretty shit. plausible conspiracy theory. So it's, yeah. Of course. Uh, There's so some information. It has been a, a thought. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not a bad one. No, I mean, it's, it's yeah. There are more absurd ones out there, obviously. I, I, I hope it, you know, my Tesla impresses me all the time. It used to, it, there's times when it starts ping-ponging. Now that's fixed. There's been times where, you know, it does something weird. Because I drive all the time from, I, I post about this all the time because it's frustrating. Mm -hmm. but I, I drive from Cincinnati to Indianapolis and back. And I have to charge my car 100% to leave and get back with about 5 to 10% remaining. Mm -hmm. And if it's cold, Oh, I can't do it. If it's too cold, I can't do it. I have to stop and charge. So, How long um, does that drive? It's not 325 miles. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Obviously. <laughs> 250 something. Anyway, you were saying. So, so it doesn't hit. But but so I, I see changes all the time when I'm making that trip. Yeah. I make that trip every other week. And, and I constantly see evolution in the software. And it presses the mm -hmm. hell out of me. And I, I love that he takes feedback from from uh, from Twitter people and mm -hmm. and incorporates it it's awesome seeing that the what i called the um the twitter 20 that got a fsd beta that we've been oh Still yeah in new york you yeah know. earl's never getting that shit has have you any experienced it um so as far as i know nobody including none of our members and no tesla owners in new york state have the beta yeah. yet um the the rationale was that oh you know it's it's probably going to be towards uh, warmer climate, more arid climates first. But then, Kim, yeah, dirty Tesla got it in Michigan. Kim got it in Rhode Island, and I'm looking. I'm like, how's has this whole New York? I'm like, it, it snowed once in October, but other than that, it's been all right here, <laughs> you know. So, I, I think I think we'll end up seeing it. There was a tweet from Elon today, I think that said, yeah, um, about another month or so. So. Hoping, hoping that we get to see it here shortly. I'm thinking maybe Christmas, another. Christmas, be cool. It'd be awesome if it was a Christmas yeah. update. Because yeah. last year, same Christmas, Christmas update. Yeah. Last year was the FSD beta preview in Christmas, right? Hmm. Wasn't that whenever? So, um, it was. I know it was around winter time. I believe. Man, oh, I, I don't. Too, too many updates, which is fine. I'm fine with the updates. Keep them coming. <laughs> yes. So I'm excited. I didn't buy it in my Model X because you know it's it's expensive and it, and it doesn't. I don't, doesn't necessarily, I don't know how long I'll hold the Model X, to be honest. Like, I kind of wanted to get a Y. And, uh, really? Over the X? Like, X is just, I like it. It's great. The X is yeah, awesome. I, I that's, like, that's, my, that's my, besides the Cybertruck, like, I want an X. Well, like, I, I'm trying to convince the family to trade the X in for the, for for the Y? Cybertruck. Oh, for the Cybertruck. That's it. Yeah, uh, three. Because I was going to trade the three in for the Cybertruck, but I don't know. We'll see. Hmm. What, so, uh, what, what grapes do you have with the Cybertruck? Oh. Uh, what I have the Cybertruck? Um, or not? Sorry, I, not Cybertruck, but with the, with the with the Model X. What would make you want to switch over? You know, it's just it's just like like Elon says, a Fabergé egg. I'm not a Fabergé egg kind of person. Mm. <laughs> like a, I, I'm I'm a utilitarian kind of guy a little bit in more ways, and I like a you know utility vehicles and gotcha, and gotcha. practicality. It's practical. It's cool. It's expensive. You know, it's it's. Yeah. Neat. I like not having gas. 
to that that to me not going it's a nice feeling never having to go to the gas station so um that i don't participate in that is is huge for me and i think that 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 is something that a lot of people miss it's like well yeah you're paying more but yeah but i don't have to participate in that so that's cool for me what type of interior did you get in your uh tesla because the other day i was on twitter and i started seeing like just a bunch of these rich kids, I don't know where they got their money from, but they got the white interior. Tesla call options. Yeah, and and then they just throw spaghetti in the back of it and start pouring tomato sauce all over the white. And I'm like, oh my or, god! Or, or, or explode a pumpkin in the back, or a pumpkin. Uh, Dude, uh, Jeremy, that's how I got Jeremy introduced. Jeremy did that. <laughs> yeah, right. I know. That's how I got uh, so introduced to Jeremy. I have three kids, so they they get, they make a mess. And our our Model X is the seven seater um, white interior mm-hmm. and then our model three is uh the black interior and i i tell you what it's easier to keep the white seats clean than it is the black seats mm. the black seats get white marks on them they yeah get, yeah you know, they, and the white seats don't <laughs> they don't get any marks on them they are beautiful the only thing they get is like crumbs in the corner okay hon another question nice. do you think that the white seats are softer i swear that. they're softer like they feel more supple i i, I, I don't know if it's just more firm than my model three seats but the model x seats are more luxurious than the model three so i got a question i'm seeing all these people like just pour fucking tomato sauce on those seats do you think that'll come off or you think that's that's in there i I think it's definitely gonna seep (laughs) (laughs) i was just wondering it depends on if it goes down the cracks or not well because because everybody says so it's you know it's because everybody says like it's the, the the white seats in the tesla are amazing especially because yeah. you'd think they would just like mark up pretty quickly but they don't they're the best to keep clean in my opinion they're the easiest in fact we were hesitant to buy white my sales advisor uh down in sarasota florida convinced me you know no dude you gotta get white they're the best hmm. and uh, and the only reason i got and and both of my cars um i did not pay the full retail price uh for them that people are probably gonna get mad at that too um, <laughs> hey, you're lying and you tesla doesn't do discounts and all that bullshit <laughs> as long, if you get an inventory model you could uh, you get quite a deal inventory a deal. model at the end of the quarter and i yeah. did both of my cars like that and we did an inventory search across nationwide and we found cars and i negotiated with and I got and people, people don't know that too. You can actually negotiate with Tesla on inventory cards. It's one I of like did. the few secrets. Yeah. People okay. Now it's known to everybody. It absolutely is. And I can show my invoice. Uh, and I, I have uh, on my Model 3, I got free rims and I got um, an inventory discount. Uh, it was a couple grand. Or okay. Wow. So basically, what I'm saying, or what we're going to do here, is we're going to cut this little segment out. And then I'm going to wait till I... You don't have to cut this out. Until I get my Tesla. And then I'm going to post it up online and be like, sorry, this is like five years old. But uh, this is true. So, no, I'm just messing it with you guys. It, it is true. But you have to be willing to be flexible. So when I got my Model X, I, you know, when I got my Model 3, I no shit. I just wanted a Model 3, you know. And then and I don't want the longest range one. I just, I was like, I want the longest range. And then they found the one with the premium rims. I was like, I don't care about the premium rims. And they're like, mm-hmm. okay, we'll just give those to you for free. And we're not taking them off, so... <laughs> And then uh, it's like with the Best Buy. When at Best Buy, whenever you bought, they had the last computer and it was all fully upgraded with the software. Like, well, we're not going to uninstall the software, so you get all that for free you know, if you don't want it. And so, so it's something similar. And then with my Model X, I did an inventory search and I found one, and I got, I got a great deal on that. It has the 22s, and I got the 22s upgraded. Oh, for those are so nice. And uh, so I got two upgrades. I got the 22s, and I got. Um, it was either the paint color or the interior because it's midnight mm-hmm. metallic silver and it's white. So I got so I only had to pay for one of the upgrades, and then I and then I, I and I also got an inventory discount. 
Really? How? Okay, not so, to get too much into your business, but how like steep is the inventory discount? It's a couple grand. Okay, so it's like every other uh, automaker, they're like, oh, you get like five grand off or whatever. It wasn't like five grand. Oh, I mean, like it it's, it's, it's not going to be anything that like make or break, but it's 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 a nice. It's nice. It, was, it was enough that I'm like, okay, because I because I'm the kind of guy I'm I'm a bargain hunter and like a, you know deal maker and stuff. I'm like, dude, you gotta give me a deal. Like I ain't gonna buy the damn thing. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. same way. I was like, you gotta give me something. Yeah. <laughs> you gonna yeah. Give me a hat? You gonna give me a you know? What are you gonna give me? Yeah, and, uh, that's good. So oh. my, my sales advisor was getting annoyed with me. I'm sure. <laughs> cool. <laughs> if um. Deal. You got a deal on the table, but you just you got to meet me somewhere. Spare, <laughs> <laughs> cool. If, if you're ready, if you want to ask our, our final question on the, uh, yeah. the podcast, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, is there any questions that or, or topics that we haven't brought up that you think is important for us to ask? Gosh, that's a good question. I don't know. That's um, why I put it at the end because that's. What do I want to talk about? We like, should maybe put that towards the beginning to give everyone the entire episode to think about it. <laughs> yeah, because I know curveball. Um, yeah, at, the, at the last second, we're going <laughs> to... Just invent something that you'd like to talk about yourself about. Uh, no, I, I, you know, I don't know. I, um, I like to... Um, the reason I run my Twitter the way I do, too, is like the, all the things I post about. Because I like, I like to inspire people. I like to make people dream bigger than themselves. I'm a, I'm a people manager. I have teams. You know, I run teams of physicists. And, and we're also always hiring. If anybody out there is a medical physicist, please, please, please come to me and I will hire you. <laughs> um, especially if you're board certified. So uh, there is uh, you know, there's a huge world out there that people are unaware of. Like nuclear medicine. I started talking about nuclear medicine. It's, it's, it's all this incredible stuff. Trading, you know, trading inspires me every day. Do all this incredible stuff. 3D printing, you know, all this awesome stuff in 3D printing that inspires me every day. Yeah. Hiking in the woods. I go hiking out in the woods and I find inspiring things all day long. And it's and it makes me excited about life. Like we have this really short life to live. You know, we don't know what the hell happens next. And and this is all we get, really. Like this yeah. is as far as we know, this is it. Yeah, that's all we get. One time. So like why live your life sad? You know, I, I mean you can be sad about events or anything, but why live your life to like not unhappy? Yeah. Yeah. And balance or something that's making you depressed but uh but outside of that you control every day at every moment your attitude you know your behavior you that's the only thing you can control in fact you can't control anything <laughs> else but your attitude and your behavior and how you interpret things and 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 you and a lot of people get you know slighted or you know it's really easy to get offended and all these things and i think that there's just a, a big disconnect between hmm. um what life should be and what I envision, um, what I always call the best of all possible worlds. And I use that all the time. This, in my mind, is what I envision to be the best of all possible worlds. Meaning this is the best it should be. You know, what really it should be like utopia, you know. And, and we could be living that every day. I think we could be living in this. And it's, it's a mindset too, for sure. It absolutely is. It's yeah. something you tell yourself, not just every day, not when you wake up. It, it is literally like every moment that you're alive. Yeah. Yeah. say you have to remind yourself like i am happy like for example i run a lot of meetings and a lot of webinars and all these things and somebody asks me how i am i always say i am fantastic you know and i say it in a really meaningful way mm -hmm. and, and and it has a huge impact on people and it's had a huge impact on people my whole career it's always been something that set me aside in my career or like they're like hey how you doing you know oh, i am I'm absolutely fantastic. Yeah. You know, it doesn't get any better. And like, you know, and, and then like, I even look at you with a stranger. Yeah. And then I even go on to say all these cool things that I'm excited about right now, you know, and, and they're like, wow, I can't, why are you looking 
life so happy? It's like, cause I choose to, you know, that, that really is the only thing that's different. I choose so, to. So your, so your message and topic here is you choose how to live and make sure you live it right. I think so. I, you know, you choose things that inspire you and you go after them, right? So like when, with trading, for example, I go after things that, that excite me. You know, mm-hmm. I like momentum trading, but I like companies, like I invest in companies that are exciting and high growth. They happen to align with high growth companies, the mm-hmm. things that I'm excited about, you know, alternative energy, alternative food. Um, you know, all these things are, are, are really exciting to me and it changes the dynamics of what we're doing. Like, you know, recreational marijuana, for example, is something that would, you know, completely change the face of our country, get us out of debt, would, you know, get people out of jail, give everybody jobs. Uh, it, it would do so much to our society and impact everyone. And, it and it, so it's ultimately do things, that. do things that inspire you that will indirectly or directly inspire other people too. Yeah, you know, and I, I, you know, we're leaving this planet for our kids, right? And I, I don't know if you guys probably don't have any kids, but I, you know, I have a couple, a few kids. Out uh, there. Cole, Cole might have a couple that he doesn't know. Might have a couple known as setting up franchise. No, 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 no. I thought we over went over this. You have to be at least five eight to, uh, you know, sell your sperm at the sperm <laughs> banks here, and I'm five seven and a half. Damn. Bitch, I, I, I am upset. Is that an actual thing? That is an actual thing. Look it up. No way. Look oh it up. You gosh. have to be at least five eight to sell your sperm. I am five seven. They don't want your short jeans, Cole. They Dude, don't want that's them. exact. That's eugenics. I don't know what you're talking about. That's uh, eugenics. Actually, that's a fair point. That's a fair point. <laughs> eugenics. But uh, you know, yeah, so that, that's really it. You know, I. I, I try to um, to find you know I find my inspiration in others. I I, I, tr- I follow people that inspire me, and I I pick up on little things that they say or mention, and that's I go down rabbit hole, you know, and I do eight hours of research one night because they <laughs> mentioned something to me that day, you know. Uh, I'm one of those people that pour back over everything and think about it, you know, to no end, and 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 sometimes to a detriment. Like I was I was telling my boss that the other day. Like sometimes I just care too damn much. I get too emotional about things. You know? <laughs> Like, that's why I'm good at some of the stuff because I do get too emotional about it and too excited, you know. So, um, so are there so, any uh, social media accounts or upcoming events that you want to promote? Ooh, uh, good question. Um, you know, I, I I do webinars every now and then. I don't know if I want to promote them. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. But like, I mean, obviously, your Twitter. Um, it's what is it? Is it at yeah, nuclear nuke. underscore geek or? Yeah, geek, uh, nuke underscore geek, N-U-C underscore G-E-K is my Twitter handle. And I, you know, I post a lot of stock stuff, a lot of uh, 3D printing stuff. He's a very interesting guy. You should go, you should go watch him. Like, it it doesn't matter if you're into stocks or not. He'll, he'll end up saying some shit that you're like, what? It's a diversified (laughs) account, I think. And, um, and, but, but if you come on my account and you're a dick, I, 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 yeah, you know, block you. Yeah. I, I got Cole, there there is one thing I would like to promote if we can yeah. just as it made me think yeah. of it before as far as what we we're talking about with stocks and investing and it really actually encompasses a lot of what we talked about. Um, our club, uh, Tesla Owners Club New York State was able to orchestrate two webinars with Morgan Stanley and Goldman Sachs. Um, one is on, I believe it's December 8th and December 15th. There are uh, two Tuesdays in a row. And um, they're going to be talking about giving a sustainability update and talking about companies and uh, just businesses that are, are like-minded and, you know, your morals, your ethics that line up with, you know, you can make you can make a great profit in life and you could do so with, you know, having no uh, bad feelings about doing it, um, which I, I think is kind of, you know, what 
you know, we, what we've been talking about. Yeah. 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 yeah moral investing. So um, if you, you could, yeah. And that's, that's coming up soon. So we, we could put a, a link in the description, but also if you just go on yep. the website, it's uh, tocnys.org and then go over to events and scroll down to December 8th and December 12th. Yeah. Um, yeah Self-promotion. Yeah. yeah, definitely. One, one final promotion. Just oh my god, okay. Put it, so many promotions. Put it in the Discord. We're going to put this in the description, our Discord link. I talked about it earlier in the show. We want you guys to be a part of our community, and we want y'all to have a good time meeting each other, talking about whatever. Um, we appreciate everything and all our viewers. That's yeah, that was actually a really good plug. I thought you were going to be like, okay, third uh, just random uh, third topic that we're going to bring up in advertising. <laughs> I was like, well, goddamn, why don't we just start running an advertisement agency? But anyway, guys, uh, it's been really and amazing. And, and, and just, I would say, you know, if, if we want to do another one or something, and like I know we talked a lot of stuff today. You know, it's kind of uh, Honestly, how about we come on with you and just like get a bunch of beers and then talk about conspiracy theories? We can do that, but I would, that say, would be that would be a fire <laughs> podcast. That would be an absolute fire podcast. Trading uh, trading show that we're like we kind of touched on a little bit, but we could actually go more into like how do you do some of these things and how we do you could do break down every oh, topic sure. we talk about each in an entire and like podcast, yeah. no for yeah. sure. This these were so loaded. Like nuclear medicine, we could have a whole podcast. Yeah, we, could we, 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 could literally, we didn't even talk about nuclear medicine. So like, I know, we, yeah, and I had like I had like. And it just, that's just how it went. And I literally had for you, Sean, I had about like six or so questions, maybe yeah. five. Dude, we'll have you we, back soon then. Yeah, we're going to have yeah. you on again soon. So like, I think one podcast, I'd be amazing to have you guys two in a room. Uh, you and then, um, oh my God, I can't believe it's so my, uh, my nut. Uh, Earl of Frank Puppy? <laughs> I mean, we could all destroy him on how he never said thank you, Puppy. Oh my God, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, how about we all add them like right after this and be like, you have to come yes. on the podcast, Earl of Frank Puppy. I was actually going to yeah. corner him and attack him over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You can finally <laughs> corner him. Uh, no, I, I, I love his account. I love it. And as a guy, you know, you, you really see his passion. He's a good guy. Yeah, his family life. He's he's a good guy. And that's one of the reasons I reached out to him. I was like, dude, I, I want to send you something. You know, I really enjoy following you and all that. So that's, that's cool. He didn't have to say thank you. Oh, he, he's awesome. Yeah, no, I, I, we don't take anything. We're never going to threaten Earl because Earl is just uh, otherworldly. He's so nice, too. Like, he, he puts on a front. He puts on a front of calling everybody peasants, but, uh, you know, he's really an amazing guy. Anyway, guys, uh, I got to get going because this dude put, like, 600 points up on me, and I, I've got to I've gotta go run yeah, and get this going. I'm going to go run as well now. All right, cool. Then, back. All right. Thank you guys so much for watching. Uh, I've got to go. He's got to go because we're in a, a working out competition right now, and it's well, not working out competition. We're not getting buff, but like it, it's a calorie burning competition. Let's just be honest here. And uh, it's getting pretty late in the day, and I've still got to study. So it was great having you guys on. Uh, this is probably the longest podcast we've ever done. Yeah, it was it's a good podcast. Over two oh, hours. Yeah, yeah it had, two hours. We're gonna yeah. have to have him back on. He's an amazing guy. Uh, Follow him again on uh, Twitter at Nuclear Geek. He said it earlier. Uh, we'll actually have it in the description below. All right, guys. See ya. Sean, thanks, thanks so much, up. man. Thanks. <laughs>